this week on the BevCast. Why don't you just shit your hat? One star, we're in. All right, welcome to the BevCast. Hey, BevCast. Episode 380. Hey, how about that? We're getting up there. So I'm Harlow. I'm Matt. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. So what we do each and every episode of the BanffCast is we go and we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie. Come in here and talk about it for the first half, then we rate them. Good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies. They get one five jocks as robot jocks. Robot jocks. Excellent robot jocks. However, there are bad bad movies. This doesn't stay away. They get a negative sliding scale, one to five bags of douchebags. Yeah, just after bags of douche. After gross bags. Formerly of vampires. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Pointless. So yeah, um... We're doing random movies because we're free to do random movies. We got a stack of random movies. Hey, I, I've just been so used it's to our lives having some sort of dumb theme thing we're doing. Nope. But, nope. Uh, Not this time. We did 1987's Cherry 2000. Yes. C2K, if you will. Yeah. Um, yeah, so let's get a quick plot summary for this, <laughs> this movie, uh, and we'll talk more about it. When successful businessman Sam Treadwell finds that his android wife, Cherry Model 2000, has blown a fuse, he hires sexy renegade tracker E. Johnson to find her exact duplicate. Electronic Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> oh. E. e. Johnson, Banffcast alum. Yeah. Melanie Griffith. Right. Roar. Yes. <laughs> Roar. I can't believe we've watched two Melanie Griffith movies. Yeah. Yeah. Of Roar. Right. And pretty much everyone in this is a Bamcast alum. Yeah, just about. Tim Thomerson's the bad guy. Mm-hmm. He has uh, been yeah. a, in a few. He has three previous to this. This yep. makes his fourth appearance. Welcome again. Good uh, job, TT. Robert Zadar has a small part. He does. Robert Zadar's part is always large. It just this doesn't have true. a lot of screen time. Yes, it's it's a short part. Mm-hmm. The the male lead, David Andrews, he was in Stealth. Was he? <laughs> oh <laughs> shit. Right. I, I did Wait, not realize you dig that. that up. Well, it's yeah. it was on his list, and I recognized. Oh, it. Okay, yeah. So, so going back to episode like seven. Yeah, uh, uh, Brian James is in this. Brian James, who I, yeah. I know he's been in Bamcast movies. Yeah, I couldn't tell you which ones off the top of my head. Lawrence Fishburne. Yes. Oh, Larry, Larry Fishburne. <laughs> yeah, yes, Larry. a band of the hand. Yeah. Lawrence Fishburne. Yep. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. a band of the hand. Mm-hmm. Um, that. Yeah, I think that might be it. Okay. As far as Banffcast people. But. All right. Fair enough. But yeah, main one, David Andrews. Yes. He was in Stealth. <laughs> uh, stealth. Star, star of Stealth. Recognizable from other movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a that guy. Yeah, for sure. Man. Yeah. Where to start with this? Hmm. And then how to keep a cohesive plot. Okay, well, to set the scene, the year is the distant future of 2017. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the so future present. Uh, so present. I I guess technology was getting pretty awesome towards the end of the nineties. Yeah, and we were making sex bots. Yeah, and we then were. we were making them probably in two thousand. Something happened. We don't know what. Some sort of apocalypse, and some large cities kind of sort of survived, mm-hmm. and some places didn't, and. But Anaheim is okay. Anaheim's okay because, you know, that's near Hollywood and we can film there. Mm-hmm. Um, Recycling is important. Yeah. So, so yeah, there's a there's 
basically the whole world is like a, in a series of reclaiming things. So like Anaheim, our successful Treadwell guy is like working in a recycling place where they're. He's a suit. Yeah, he's just like picking parts out of trash and making other things, I guess. I think he's in charge of the electrical extension cord department. Sure. I think that's his job. But Okay. But the movie starts with just sexy time because he just, he rolls home and. Right, right. Yeah. I was just trying to say, like, say, oh, yeah, this is, yeah. Well, no, this paint, is the, the, paint the universe. This yeah. is the universe that we live in. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the movie opens and, like, over the credits, we are seeing a lady sort of undressed slash dress. I guess she was changing. And it's just, you know, it's, I mean, this movie's rated PG-13 and it's weird because of the, basically the entire plot of this movie is about sex bots. Yeah, so that, that's weir- weird danger sign number yeah. one, PG-13 movie about sex bots. So, yeah, just throwing that out there. So, <laughs> you don't really see anything, but yes, this is happening, and yes, he comes home, and he's got hot future car, which is like this three-wheeled, weird, little, tiny, I like, toy car. I think they were known as Sparrows at some point. Okay. Okay. Where it was like, yeah, but it's it's like two wheels in the front and one in the back, but it actually has an enclosed thing on it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, most of the future cars in this just look like weird, like, home-built track cars. It is a Hawk Trihawk. Okay. Hawk Trihawk. Hawk Trihawk. Come on, Hawk. Trihawk. It's pronounced Hawk Trihawk. Hawk Trihawk. So, yes, he rolls up in his Hawk Trihawk and goes inside, and there's Cherry 2000 waiting for him with a smile, and it's like, I made your favorite dinner. Would you like to eat, dear? Mm-hmm. And look, it looks like shitty microwave hamburger and fries and some sort of vegetable to go with that, strangely enough. Green beans. Is it green beans? Sure. Okay. I'm just saying. And there's it, wine? There is wine. Sure. There's wine that comes in like one of those like those metal water bottles that are kind of popular now. Yeah. Yeah. It's in one of those. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Yeah. But she is like very proud that she learned some trivia about what do all these things have in common. And she lists off about eight things, and she's like, they were all invented by Americans. And he's like, oh, yeah, who invented this? And she's like, does not compute. Would you like dessert? (laughs) Yeah. And And she just snatches his food away. Yeah. Of which he's had none. Right. (laughs) And goes and dumps it in, like, the garbage disposal sink thing, flips it on, and then he comes over, and it's like, all right, I guess it's sexy time. Mm -hmm. And they start rolling around the floor, and the sink is just filling up and begins bubbling and spewing out all the crazy cyber sink. Yeah. And, and they roll she around. Put the in wrong it. soap in the sink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. She put like laundry soap in there in the sink. But yeah, so she's rolling around. They're rolling around the suds, and just you know, she must have had some exposed bits because she floods and short circuits. And well, she's a seventeen-year-old model. So wait. So wait. So this is statutory robot <laughs> stuff. No, no. She's like think of it in car years. Like okay. she's seventeen. So she's a, a two thousand model, and it's. Right, she's 17. 17 years old. Okay. Like, she was manufactured in 2000. Mm. So. Well, that means they might have bought it in 1999, so you might be legal. Yeah. Because, you know, just like cars. It's not the same ahead. with, no, with it's robots. Not. It's like Madden. We're going to buy Madden 18 here pretty soon, but it's 17. Uh, okay. It's just like Madden. Sure. Either way. <laughs> the warranty expired 25 years Either ago. way. It did, yeah. She fritzes out, and he doesn't get electrocuted. Mm-mm. It no. also kind of makes me wonder how she takes a shower. She doesn't. She doesn't. She doesn't, need, she doesn't get dirty like a person does. She just She's expels um, whatever, like the Apple Watch. It just... <laughs> you just wipe her down with a moist cloth. So she's got a little speaker? <laughs> yeah. I, you just hit the button and just... <laughs> <laughs> oh. it, 
Hit the button and yeah, me see. out. <laughs> I don't know. This is why we don't have sex bots yet. Oh. Oh, that's why. <laughs> yes. They did not develop the technology for expulsion. Good. Fine. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Also, I uh, want to note, she, this girl was in uh, Thrashing. Yes. Oh. Yes. All right. She was in Thrashing and the Twin Peaks movie. Yep. So. Okay. Pamela Gidley. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she was the girlfriend in Thrash. Yeah. So she shorts out and it's like, I guess he went to like all night repair guy. He goes to creepy body shop man. Yeah. Who's just got a house of horrors of <laughs> androids all over his place. Mm-hmm. Just android heads with their mouth in like this screaming, like just, ah, and just plop, propped up all over yeah. the place. And But he goes, I can tell. You're not like the other guys that come in here. You and me. Yeah. We're the same, you and I. We're romantics. Let me show you what I got. Yeah, we want to... We want to... Romantics. Yeah. We want to fuck our robots gently. I Tenderly. You got good taste. Yeah. So come into my showroom and let me show you what I got. And they get on this little cart with like two lawn chairs on it. Yeah. And just go through this tour of... Here are all the sex bots I have, which are all varying degrees of gross. <laughs> yeah, and, and one he points out is like the kitchen bot, where, uh-huh. where he's like, it's the domestic bot. It'll do your taxes, it'll yeah. wash your dishes, but there's nothing going on underneath the waste. <laughs> Why would anyone want that? I mean, unless Maybe you're just done, you know, really with life. want their taxes done. <laughs> I'm just, I'm saying in future past of this movie how was that sold to anybody as like a thing that's probably why it was left over in his garage probably yeah there. but but no he he jumps off the ride and, and just, it just goes back to lovingly stare at the dead carcass of his sex robot yeah and he's just like yeah well they, they probably got him out in in the wastelands mm-hmm. <laughs> you could probably yeah, go find like, one. i know a guy who knows a guy who could maybe find you one but it's yeah. gonna it's gonna take some effort man but yeah. he's like here here's the here's Here's the chip because her ear is folded back up and he pulls out a little, it looks like a little uh, CD about the size of a quarter. Mm -hmm. And he goes, everything's on here and you know how valuable this is, right? Like they don't make these anymore. These are, but this is all her personality. Everything's on there. So you just pop it in a new one and same same old bot. Yep. Which I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) But his friends are trying to get him over. Oh, yeah. Over his dead sex bot. He's frumpy at work, and they're like, hey, guy, sorry about your your, you know, sex bot. Want to come down to the bar? Real guns. women. Yeah. You just got to fill out the paperwork yeah. for him. <laughs> yeah. Woo! Which, by the way, we started to try to explain this world. They don't completely explain this world, but apparently actual real human sex has become like a legal nightmare. Yes. That, mm-hmm. like. You think just like 2017. You, you think like when you go to this club, you <laughs> yeah. think that like these ladies are prostitutes, and you realize, oh no, these guys that are running around sort of like they're pimps are lawyers, mm-hmm. and they're like running around like, all right, I got your contract, and <laughs> yeah, but like ladies have demo reels that they're showing to guys, mm-hmm. like here's me with Steve, see what I'm doing with Steve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doesn't that look great? Yeah, because like one approaches, you know, the main dude Treadwell, and he's just like, I don't have any credits on my card, and she's like, well, why am I talking to you? Yeah, oh, she gets his cards expired. Oh, okay. Because yeah. he's had a fuckbot for however long. <laughs> right, he doesn't yeah. need sex credits or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's got a he's had a vintage fuckbot. Yeah, yeah. 
So the thing I like, and this is one of just one of it those was movies. An investment. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> he kind of invested the futures yeah. of sex robots. But like, so when his friends try to get him to go to the club, they just rattled off like eight names of the stupidest fucking clubs you've ever heard of. And one this was the Clue Clue Club. They end up going to the Clue Clue Club. Yeah. And like one of the pimp lawyers is Lawrence Fishburne, who's just, you know, negotiating this this deal with one of his friends and this lady who apparently mm-hmm. works with them or something. And it's just a really gross back and forth of, of like how much oral sex will be happening and if there will be morning sex and, and things like that. Um, but yeah, he's he's just not having it. He mm-hmm. has no interest in any of this and he, he bails. Yeah, he's pretty much like goes home is like late at night staring at the neon sign. He's like. I've got to do something about this. Like, yeah. Because he has, and it's weird because like, this is five, maybe 10 minutes into the movie and he has flashbacks to like the first 30 seconds of the movie. <laughs> right. He remembers when he yeah. murdered his sex. And, and it's like, wow, really? You're, we're seeing this? And then all of a sudden there's another scene altogether where like yeah. the guy took him aside and was like, hey, uh, you know, I shouldn't be telling you this, but there's a chance that there's some cherry models out in zone seven. Yeah. It's like, it's super dangerous out there, but I'm just telling you that's where, you know, I, I got a guy that'll get, get out there and see, you know, just give it a few weeks. Yeah, you, you got to get out to the glory hole, is what he tells him. Sure. You, you just yeah. got to man up and hit the glory hole. <laughs> so, yeah, he hops in his uh, hawk to hawk and starts <laughs> heading towards the glory hole, which we realize is the name of a town mm-hmm. because he's just passing passing by the street signs. and Adobe it's, Flats. Yeah, and Soda, Soda, Soda City. City. Soda, Soda City. Yeah, Soda City, Adobe Flats, and then, yeah, it's like, there's Glory Hole. And, and then there was like Edge of Legal Zone. Yeah, it's like, like, like Glory it, Hole is 10 miles. 15 it, miles is it, point it, of no it, return. I think it was like end of law. Y- yeah. Red line or something like that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But yeah, so he pulls into this this weird ass town where there's just and like. Suddenly the Old West. Yeah. Sure. There's just old beardy cowboys sitting outside just but like. Not there's some traditional, cars, some horses. Like, I mean, they're they're wearing like shiny, like. Yeah. Like Vegas style versions of cowboy outfits. Like they. Because. If you watch Rhinestone the movie, Cowboys. yeah. If if you watch the movie, like they, you realize like they're getting closer and closer to the ruins of Vegas, mm-hmm. and so like you have to think like these guys were like, we're just gonna be cowboys out here, but all they got were like shitty sequin, yeah, Ve- mm-hmm. Vegas cowboy outfits. Yeah, they so raided some wardrobe department. Yeah, somewhere. so that's like kind of what they're wearing, but it's still all <laughs> dusty and shitty looking. So, yeah. but every once in a while, you're like, oh, that guy's shiny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah, he he rolls into town and all of a sudden he's got a shotgun i don't, I don't know where he got that but he packed it he brought it along. he brought it with him oh, yeah. did he? i saw him load the, like just the everyone has yeah but he he like he's got the shotgun and he's also got like a bandolier of of shells mm-hmm. on him too and it's it's like he's suddenly like i gotta i gotta look the part here yeah i want to look like a bounty hunter or some shit and he rolls into this glory hole hotel or whatever yep and does he, does he, he goes to the hotel first to check yes. in before he goes to the bar, right? Yes. Yeah, so he goes to the clerk and it's just like, I don't know, talk to him. And he says something like, I'm looking for a cherry model and or something like that. Yeah. Well, well, she tells him first, like, she's like, no robots after 11. Right. We got our own robots here. Don't yeah. bring any in here. And he's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And, and Robert Zadar is in the background. Like, he, he's wearing like a, a, a button up shirt, but not buttoned up. Mm-hmm. Short shorts and some sort of tool belt. And is just proudly just like standing there, just like take a look at me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm fucking Robert Zadar over here, and that's kind of it for a while. You're like, wait, is that it? Yeah, but <laughs> but this is young Robert Zadar. Oh, absolutely, so he looks good. Yeah, he does not look like the Robert Zadar that no. we get in a lot of later movies. No, right. he's almost normal man size. Well, yeah, <laughs> Zadar, and, and he's big and buff. And yeah, he's like, put me in short shorts and no yeah. shirt. Yeah. We're good to go here. Yeah, but so. 
Treadwell goes up to his room and like he sees across the way like the name of the uh, the, the tracker tracker yeah mm-hmm. and he goes over there first because that's where he was told to go mm-hmm. yeah um and and the the tracker slogan is I never say no mm-hmm. so he yeah. just kind of E Johnson yes never say no never say no and he just goes in. And he's like, hmm. Yeah, because he was doing it again. He was like, I should probably wait till morning. He's like, nah. Nah. It's the middle of the night. Thing. I just, I got to get this I done. need my Cherry 2000 yeah. now. So, yeah, he just kind of breaks in. And well, he doesn't really break in. He knocks on the door. Yeah. And nobody answers. And he just kind of pushes it open and walks okay. in. Yeah. And there's fire going in the fireplace. Mm-hmm. And he's looking around at all these tchotchkes everywhere. And then he's accosted. Yep. And it's Melanie Griffith. Mm-hmm. Eventually revealed by light. Yeah. He's like, I'm looking for E. Johnson. And. She's That's like, me. I am E. Johnson. Yeah. You know, just yeah, imagine funny. Melanie Griffith's oh. bad acting, not emoting all the time. Yeah. And it's like, uh, all right. What do you want E. Johnson <laughs> for? Yeah, it's just poor Melanie Griffith. I mean, she's pretty. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's a nice looking lady, but. Yeah, she got mauled by a lion. Yeah. In Roar. <laughs> Faircast own Roar. Roar. Right. Yeah, uh, no, but he, yeah, she's he's, he's in, he does the typical like, oh, pff, I must be in the wrong mm-hmm, place. Yeah. She's like, I'm E. Johnson. Right. He's like, yeah, okay, okay. Where's your father? It's like, <laughs> it's like, oh, what do you? It's like, no, I can do the job. What's mm-hmm. the job? I need this sex robot. Yeah, he's like, I need to get out to Zone Seven. There's a sex bot. I want to fuck it. And <laughs> and I she's can't like, fuck my old sex robot because I electrocuted I, I it. it I need a new sex robot so I can fuck it. <laughs> In its robot vagina. (laughs) Do you understand? Are you following me? And she's like, I don't think that's a good idea. And he's like, well, what happened to never say no? She's like, well... First time for everything. I'll think about it. Yeah. Yeah. But but, but that's just a bad slogan for her to have. Yeah, it's... You know? Because, I mean... As a tracker... There are some unscrupulous dudes in that town. They'd be like, hey. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. But like I she, can, I can think of some things that you can't say no to. She gives right? him. Yeah, she would shoot them in the face. Yes, she and would. then she would shoot them yeah. in the face. But she wouldn't say no, would she? No, no. She'd say yes. I'm going to shoot you in the face. <laughs> mm-hmm. Blam. Or no, she'd say yes. I'm going to shoot you <laughs> in the face. I'm contractually obligated not to say no. Kapow. <laughs> Your death absolves me of saying the N-word, which I can't even say right now. Well, no. That other N-word. Oh, all right. <laughs> is the, the one that's just two letters. Anyway. The opposite of yes. She gives I can't him say some... it because I can never say oh, it. Oh, my God. She gives him some information about other dudes who might be able to help. Yes. Well, does she really? She does, she mentions she oh, okay. talks about Jake. Okay, that's true. She's like, yeah, well, well she says there there used to be six fingered Jake. Yeah, I knew him before. Mm-hmm. I knew him while he was still six fingered Jake, but right. he's not six fingered Jake anymore. Maybe you can find him. However, there are also other trackers. Yeah, there's. But she doesn't really mention them by name. No, she's no. just like that bar over there is filled with them. Just why don't you go in there? <laughs> just a packed full of assholes. In there. <laughs> It really is. Yeah. <laughs> and he, well, he, yeah, he wanders into this bar. Like, one guy comes up and is like, Who are you? And he's like, I'm Treadwell. And he's like, Cool. Where are you from? He's like, Anaheim. And all of, I don't know why. They're just like, Ah! <laughs> yeah, Anaheim. Anaheim. Yeah. They There's do the folks. typical, like, Western thing. When he walks in, the yeah. piano player yeah. stops yeah. and everybody mm-hmm. turns around and looks yeah. at him. This is why I don't walk into bars because <laughs> they're going to ask me a question and the record's going to, and then, you know, it's like, I'm sorry. I don't know the right, the cool thing to just say. Just don't say I, New yeah, York but, City. <laughs> yeah. 
but but he says I'm looking for six fingered Jake, and they're like yeah. Jake's dead. Yeah, where are you from? And then and then Anaheim. Yeah, uh, maybe their hockey team, the Ducks. <laughs> what the shit? That town ducks. <laughs> anyway, that breaks the ice, and everybody starts yeah. laughing, and the just jukebox back spins yeah. back up. <laughs> and he goes up to the bar, and the guy immediately's like, "What do you want, Anaheim?" Yeah. Like what? What do you want to drink? What kind of donut do you want? Because this yeah, is a yeah. weird. He goes like, bar. give me, give me. Yeah. A, he goes, I'll take a rum, one fifty one, and a crawler. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. And you're like, wait, did he order that? And and then you're like, well, that's just and that yes. must be a weird Sam but Treadwell then, thing. Yeah, but then he looks over to the corner and he sees Brian, Brian James, Brian James. He's like, hey, come here. Who is just fucking majestic. I mean, he's oh, Wild he's so Bill good. Hickok, just long, flowing haired, big, bushy face, and just like, oh man, they did, did some Did he work. have a big, bushy beard? <laughs> <laughs> so he walks over towards him and passes just this ridiculous cavalcade of like beekeepers and knights and just whatever <laughs> yeah. fucking cotton, like matadors, whatever costume you could think of is just, they're all yeah. sitting around playing and cards. And the bartender was wearing a clear vinyl jacket. <laughs> yeah. Like, like American psycho was about to happen yeah. in there. <laughs> so yeah, everyone's got their own look, top hats, monocles, all this shit. And he gets over to Brian James's table and he's sitting with another dude and he's like, well, don't worry about him. He's deaf. He can't hear. Anything. Yeah. And that dude's just chewing away on a donut. <laughs> He's like, and we're like, yep, sit down, have a drink, have a donut. And we're like, what the fuck is this place? God, I want to live in this future so bad. Bars should just have plates of donuts everywhere. Oh that my would God. be amazing. percent agree. Soak up all that booze and put more booze. Let's in Let's just you. open up a donut bar. Okay. Okay. Yes. Fuck our normal jobs. Donut <laughs> bar. Fine. Okay. I'm in. Let's do this. Time to make the donuts. Yeah. But Brian James is basically like, all right, well, let's go. Let, let, you lead the way. Let's let's go outside and we'll we'll get started. Well, no, no, he's like, oh, he's like, he's Jake's like I can dead. take you to I can take you to Jake. He's like, I heard Jake's dead. No, he's Jake's like, not. you got the money on you. And he's like, maybe I do. Maybe yeah. I don't. And he's like, all right, well, let's go out. Look, yeah. We'll find out. Let's go outside. So and they go outside and immediately just in the world's the- most predictable. Yeah. Mugging. I thought you were deaf. No. <laughs> I, read I can lips. read lips. Yeah. yeah. So they're going to hold him up, but then Melanie Griffith shows up and puts a stop to that. And that's it for Brian. No, James. actually, no, no, he, he like, doesn't. No, he, 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 he like pushes him into a sign. They follow yeah, over each other. But they get his shotgun. Away. Yeah. Because he, he tells him. That's right. Okay. He tells him, drop your gun. And they both drop the gun. <laughs> yeah. It's like, not you, and idiot. he picks up the shotgun. He's like, God damn it. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Right. He, he, throws he throws him through, him through some sort of like sort of yeah. sign and gets mm-hmm. away and basically runs around the corner. And Ellie Griffiths is like standing, standing outside, like sort of by her car. And he's right. like, I've changed my mind. I'm going to take you up on that whole thing. Because he the main reason he didn't want to go with her is she was like, she was basically like, yeah, I'll go. But you're going with me to ride yeah. shotgun. Right. He's yeah. like, hell, I am. Yeah. No, I'm, no, you're taking I'm hiring tracker. I'm hiring a tracker. You bring me thing. And yeah. she's like, no, nah, I, I don't work. Like that's that. right. That's right. So mm-hmm. that's that's really why he went exploring his other options. OK. And yeah. so she unfurls her. Well, life. and also because she was a girl. A little bit. I think he got over no, that because she did. They, the, he did. the She did the cowgirl ra- roping thing. And oh, right. Yeah. yeah but he kind of sort it, of changed. His it, mind. it was 90 percent. I'm not going with you. Still, I, I'm a big giant pussy. Yeah. But the other. The other 10% was, ew, girl, real yeah, girl. Because ew. this movie is very specific on that point. Yeah. Throughout. Like, yeah. it's a very, very thick running theme throughout this movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she just, she rips the tarp off this car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, it's like, like a, pseudo-futuristic Mustang. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just but a bunch like, of pipes jacked up. Yeah. But she's like, okay, we're in the car now. And your job is to sit there and don't touch anything. As she flips 900 switches to get this thing mm-hmm. started up. Yeah. Um, and this begins the whole thing. The trope of character who has hired an expert to do something mm-hmm. and then has to verbally second guess literally everything the expert does. Yes. Because just so there can be exposition, but this immediately starts. What's what's the car? Why don't you have lights in the car? What do you do? How are yeah. we going to get there? What's the plan? She's like, why don't you just shut up and let me drive? Yeah. As a and Melanie Griffith is so good. <laughs> it's like she's here. Yeah. As, as a like male lead here. character, Sam Treadwell is the worst. Mm-hmm. He is milk toast. He is just the worst. And he's I mean, he's written that way. It's not like yeah. it's not like it's a bad performance or something. It's on purpose that they have made her the lead and him not mm-hmm. because he can't fucking handle even r- talking to a real woman. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. society has gotten been, so fucking weird. He's been fucking a robot for 17 <laughs> exactly. years. Exactly. A robot that has seven phrases in its memory bank. Yeah. And they act like this memory chip is just the most important thing in the world. Chuck, it held all the sex moves. <laughs> it's not okay. the phrases. So, headcanon. He has trained that thing from the yeah. throat up, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> My 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 head can for this is he's he's saved up for a long time to buy this cherry two thousand, mm-hmm. and he's only had it for a short time. Right. He used to date Ginger, who we'll find uh-huh. later, mm. but he kicked her to the curb when he bought this new sex bot, sure, this new fuck bot, uh-huh. so that he doesn't have to worry about a Ginger's weirdness or b <laughs> talking to actual women, yeah. or c so, a woman's actual needs, right. <laughs> <laughs> true, very true. Um, and he's only had her for like three months. Okay. That's why it's fucking useless. Okay. That's why it has just learned that things were invented in America. All right. <laughs> okay. But Melly Griffith's Mustang like has the longest like future firing up sequence. Like, yeah, oh yeah. It puts 60s Batmobile to the shame because I mean... There's like 17 switches. It's like and, flight takeoff. Yeah, <laughs> there's there's 15 switches before it, it, it before the car turns over. Mm-hmm. Like and then it's like this weird one. Like the emergency brake is some sort of weird like lever that becomes mm-hmm. like it's the launch throttle. sequence. Yeah, I mean I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's like they put full throttle and then it's like she has to release the brake and it just goes. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of the opposite. It's it's all well, go it's, and it then spins break. up the engine as yeah. she's pulling that thing up. Right. So yeah, yeah and then she like yeah, lets yeah. off whatever brake and it just. Yeah. And just comically like yep. blows out of this town. <laughs> yep. It explodes out of that town figuratively. But yeah, she they're just driving through the desert and lights off, lights off, and he's like, "How do you know where you're going?" She's like, "I just feel the road." Mm-hmm. And he's like, when? "But that's stupid. That's a dumb thing. Mm-hmm. This is stupid." <laughs> he's just immediately just like, "That doesn't make any sense. I don't buy it." And shortly thereafter, she slams on the brakes and mm-hmm. brings the car to a stop and. Is that when they first see? Yeah, they look at kind of across a canyon or something. Well, they're 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 no, they're no, they're no, barricade. Yeah, oh, that's right, the barricade. That's right, the barricade gang. And she's like, dudes. "Put this helmet on. Keep your head down. Don't you, get shot. Don't get shot because we're going to go through this barricade." Yeah. And it's just it's just this checkpoint of mm-hmm. bored dudes that she just basically explains they got nothing else to do, so they built this barricade and they sh- try and shoot anybody that gets near it. Yeah, and they just explode right through there, mm-hmm. and they murder a couple of dudes <laughs> along the way. Yeah, um, does he get to? Does he shoot the gun at all at that point, or is it after he's that? He's holding. He shoots some gun. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But it's just his handgun. It's the other gun okay. he had left. 
Okay. So, but yeah, they they get through there without incident. Yeah. Um. But well, you know, it does it does set do the some, hood on fire. Know, do some wild west stunt spectacular guys falling off. Oh of yeah. Things, but yeah. Yeah. Eventually, like yeah, they just. Mm-hmm. They go through and yeah, the hood's on fire. But yeah, it's like a thirty-second sequence. Yeah. It's not anything. No. If that, yeah. it's yeah. it's super quick. quick. Yeah, super quick. You're like, but then it's like I guess he falls asleep because it's like the next morning and he they stop and she, he's like, "Where are we?" And she, oh, good, you got some sleep. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Cool, I'm now I'm gonna get some sleep. You keep watch." Yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Wait, no, I'll just Wait, drive." No, when are we getting there? We need to get there now. Yeah. We need to go because I haven't fucked a sex spot in like. <laughs> 48 hours now and it's really getting to me man and she's like chill your fucking balls man no one drives my car I'm you're going gonna to sleep here. you yeah. stay here no <laughs> one can drive my car my buffer Don't. overflow is almost full <laughs> I thought she was a robot I was pretty sure at this point for well, some reason uh, that she was a robot having seen this cover for what 30 years I, I always... thought she was cherry too. everyone exactly. thinks she's cherry but, well, I mean, <laughs> she's got red hair and yeah. she's on the cover and it says the name of the movie on the cover mm-hmm. and uh, she's the star you just figure star movie title yep. <laughs> red hair no it's it, kind of like you think Van Damme's a cyborg but he's not yeah it, that's exactly what it is <laughs> yep um, but yeah so uh, he of course like can't you know not wander off while she's taking a nap. Well, he just sits around and listens to his sex bot. Right. Having just, sex with him. But only her side of the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> and her moaning. Yes. And that's when Melody Griffith wakes up for a second and is like, <laughs> the fuck kind of pervert did I pick up here? What is going on? <laughs> yeah. She's like, you sex bot people are gross. Like, I don't get this at all. Like, mm-hmm. what has happened yeah, to like, society? She, she never says it. Yeah. But the look on her face says it all. Yeah. She's you know, she's like... She's real salt of the earth. And uh, yeah. Everyone else is terrible. Mm-hmm. But he he sees something happening across the way mm-hmm. of this. There's just... They're on the other side of some rock quarry or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's this huge... Like BJ said, it looks like the back of the... Um, looks like the back of the titty twister from uh, from Dust Till Dawn. Yeah, it's just this giant hole in the and earth. He and yeah. he hears either a gunshot or an explosion across yeah. the quarry. Yeah. Yeah. And he's kind of trying to watch it, but like he's standing on the top tier of his quarry, like in plain view, if they look, yeah. were to look over. Yeah. And just kind of out of nowhere, it's a cameo by uh, Rubber from the movie Rubber. <laughs> <Yep>. um, <laughs> now this tire just comes rolling from off screen and basically bowls, bowls him over at the knee. And he's just like, Ugh, and like falls into the quarry. But, you know, yeah, just and falls. we're like, well, that's the end of that guy. <laughs> he lets out just a good like, ah, and then you're like, what? <laughs> but it was it was Melody Griffith who yeah. threw the tire at him and knocked him down. It is basically like, I thought just I told you not down to. one level. Yeah, yeah. thought I told you not to run away. And mm-hmm. Knocked him down a peg. They're hiding behind the tires mm-hmm. and they're kind of watching this. And she's yeah. like, yeah, that's the. That's Lester. Lester he, he and his gang, they're kind of crazy. We should probably get out of here and go another way. Yeah. So they just yeah, sneak away. We need to avoid them because mm-hmm. they don't like trackers. Yep. And they and this is them. Like, they push a van off of the edge mm-hmm. of There's a guy in the, the quarry. Yeah. yeah. They've some. They've come across some people they don't like. Yeah. Probably a tracker. And they put them in this, this just truck this delivery yeah. van. But they just toss that van and that thing just pancakes when it hits the bottom. Yeah. Like, it loses all structural integrity. Yeah. <laughs> it, it makes up for it not exploding, because this thing just becomes just a crumbles. piece of paper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, th- yeah, she's like, you don't want... You don't want none. You don't want none of that. <laughs> Let's go. Let's get out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, so then they... Uh, the next day, daylight, uh, they end up in another weird area like that. 
Yeah, some, but some these sort of... guys are running. It's that it's that same group that runs it. Mm-hmm. But she's like, we have to cross the river here. So. There's like graffiti and there's a flag and it's mm-hmm. like something. There's something up with this area and she's familiar with it enough to where, um, she just assumes that here, here's how you get across here, mm-hmm. which is there's a guy operating a crane and he just drops the magnet down on your car and I guess that takes you across. Yeah, but they also, one of the guys calls Tim Thomerson, mm-hmm. who we have not seen up to this point. Nope. And apparently we he gets called mid-sex, I'm assuming. Yes. Because he just kind of pops up. He's like, what? And they're like, there's a, there's that red-headed tracker and some guy. Yeah. And, we're, and he's like, well, kill him. Get, Get rid him. of him. Yeah. Dump him in the river. I don't care. And then he's immediately dragged back by whoever he's having sex with. Yeah. <laughs> just pulled back. Just yanked and, out of frame. Yes. And he's like, damn woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's a weird first introduction to Tim Thomerson. Yeah. But it gets, Tim Thomerson gets even weirder. So oh. that's like nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So they. <sighs> so this begins, I guess, the biggest action sequence this is, of the movie. This is the most action uh, sequence like yeah. there's a lot going on here for a long time mm-hmm. um none of it makes any sense yeah because their car it's gets picked garbage. up by the magnet on the crane right and she's like okay get ready mm-hmm. we're gonna have to do some stuff now yeah because like she's she's barely gotten like dukes of hazard out the side of the car mm-hmm. to where like a rocket goes off by her head <laughs> basically and you just see dudes are just shooting rockets at them yeah, it's apparently a, their car is really reinforced. Super reinforced. It's I think, fine. I think most of them miss, but like 99.9% mm-hmm. of them miss. Um, but, but he is, con- he is they, handing yeah, her... I would, they, they seem to have an unlimited supply of rockets. Right, because- but he... Yeah, but he, from the back seat, is handing her bigger and bigger Yeah, well, she weapons. hands him an, an, a, an Uzi, basically, mm-hmm. and is like, all right, Treadwell, get going. Yeah. And so <laughs> he's kind of providing some cover for her while she's shooting rockets right. at some of the dudes. Yeah. But then she loads one up, and like these guys are shooting them from a butte, uh-huh. from a plateau. Yes, it's a real butte. It is. But yeah, I and mean, at this point, I mean, it's like a fucking tow missile. He hands she, her. Yeah, she she nukes that butte from orbit. I mean, that thing is fucking. <laughs> Give him the old butte nuke. Butte yeah. nuke. <laughs> <laughs> this thing, like I, I wonder like what the deal was with, as far as destroying this. Because I mean, this is it some... had to be a model. It had to be. No, I think this was an actual I like. Think it was a, I think an area they an were destroying. I think they just structure. I think they built up a bunch of sand, sand or something or, yeah. with a giant explosion explosive inside it. Yeah, yeah because like there's guy the guys that were supposedly on this, they're annihilated. Mm-hmm. They they they're vaporized because this whole thing gets vaporized. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she she nukes that, and then there's guys like on the side of this dam thing that she shoots at, and. He eventually he, bullet sprays the crane operator. Yeah, mm-hmm. she tells him to. Yeah, she's, she's like, like take okay, that guy out. Take that guy out now. Mm-hmm. And so he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she's hooked the winch of the car up to the crane. So yeah. even if the magnet drops, like, they're not going to drop drop. Yeah. But, and, and, like, during all of this, like, there's obviously, like, she's not doing any of it, you know, Melanie Griffith. But there is a car pretty high up off the ground that a stunt person is crawling all over. Yeah, this stunt person, yep. holy shit. Yeah. Holy shit, stunt person. Because th- th- them dangling from this crane goes on a long time, and there is constantly at least one person 
dangling from this car. Yeah, and there's no camera trickery as far as like doing the height or anything. Like it's a long shot of this thing's way the fuck up there. Mm-hmm. And there is a shot where, well, because so he kills the the crane operator. Well, the crane operator in death is, as you said, the biggest asshole mm-hmm. because as his dead body is spasming out or whatever is constantly hitting controls to where like at first the the it becomes demagnetized from the car and the car starts to plummet but because she wrapped the the tow cable to it it's still dangling to this crane and the person hanging onto the windshield just flops over and and crashes into the hood as this as the whole car goes over i mean yeah that's a crazy stunt yeah there were some insane people working mm-hmm. on this movie. Like, really insane. Some of them just behind the camera. <laughs> <laughs> that too. <laughs> but, yeah, so now this thing... Now the crane is just really out of control. Yeah. Because the guy, yeah. the, the, dead, the yeah. dead guy is just basically, pushing... <laughs> he's basically like, I'm going to do everything to continue trying to kill you, which yeah. is basically like, lower the car down. It It's like this river sort of becomes a drain pipe thing Mm -hmm. yeah but it almost goes straight down like you know pretty close to straight down it's like a water park yeah and so like mm -hmm. they get the car and it lands upright of course because why not movie Mm -hmm. and so like they're just kind of slowly being lowered down and then they hit the end of the crane cable and Melanie griffith is like here i have a rope we have to climb the rest of the way down he's like not without my stuff right yeah he princess vespa's his way out of his car (laughs) and it basically like of course, he's trying to fucking carry the suitcase, and that's not a good idea when you're trying to lower yourself down a rope, and, and he goes, Wah! With rushing with water, rushing water at your, your feet. feet. Yeah. yeah, so he basically he's makes the water the slide all the way down, and they they, they hit the bottom, and she's like, hope you can swim. Yeah. Should have asked. Uh, 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 but, uh, like, a spotlight hits them immediately. Yeah. And they just swim over to where the spotlight is, and it's just this... This it's old dude. Yeah. An old prospector. Yeah. Ben Johnson. Oh, yeah. Ben Johnson, who has been in a million movies mm-hmm. and a couple of donkeys. <laughs> yeah. Just on this little. Ben Johnson's wait. been in a couple of donkeys? <laughs> That's pretty rude. A million I mean, movies and no, a couple no, of donkeys. Two separate ideas, guys. <laughs> ben Johnson, been in a bunch of movies, comma, also on the raft, or oh, a couple okay. of donkeys. Yeah. Yeah. That's Oxford, comma, Chuck. Yes. But Sorry. yeah, they're, they're climbing out of the water and he's like, hey, Johnson, mm-hmm. good to see you here. Who, who's this with you? Yeah. Oh, this is she's Sam like, from Anaheim. Yeah. And he's just like, Anaheim, Jesus. And she's like, yeah, he's looking for a sex robot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she, <laughs> well, ain't we all? Come on aboard. Yeah. I almost shot you. Because they go back to his lair mm-hmm. where he is the king of toaster ovens, where he just oh, hijacked man. a train he full of toaster hi- ovens. Hijack. He found <laughs> them fair and square. Right. But he has a palace of toaster ovens. Yeah. Thousands of toaster ovens. And he, he's just got a sweet little, like, living room next to this babbling brook, you know, the fire and, and you mm-hmm. know. He's got a nice rug. Yeah. Really ties the whole layer together. Yes. Yeah. He's got, he's yeah. just toasting some rattlesnake in his oven. <laughs> he's, he, but it's, it's, like, comically posed in, like, about to strike, like, yeah. like suddenly hit it with the liquid nitrogen <laughs> mid-strike and just, I'm going to put that in the oven. Because yeah. <laughs> Sam is like, so, uh, you got a lot of toaster ovens in here. And he's like, yep. He's like, well, do they all work? And he's like, of course they work. I wouldn't have them if they didn't. Mm-hmm. And then he starts rattling off all the things they're good at because he's like, yeah, if you want to make toast, or open face sandwiches, or rattler, <laughs> he yep. just opens this thing up. And it's just, <laughs> and it's not even like prepared rattler. It's just like he coiled up a rattler yeah. with his mouth yeah, open, just ready to go, like flash froze it, and then put it, <laughs> put in it the just toaster pops oven. it out, ding, and, and they're just like, 
save me the tail or you know just whatever and he's just like hey, talk about the rattler <laughs> and sam's just like mm, nah can't we just have some of that toast you were talking about yeah and then they just they're, they're just you know chatting away and just giving Munching all the details snake. yeah just like yeah sam here really wants that sex bot <laughs> and uh i don't know sam and goes they, yeah, and, and he's listening to it again and she's like giving him looks like yeah. what is wrong with well this they, guy? they give him some shit about like yeah banging robots so you people in your contracts just mm-hmm. to have sex yeah, yeah demo reels and, yeah because like he like sam goes to bed or whatever and then it's just him and and melanie griffith talking and theoretically she's, like Already been like, hey, look at this dude. I yeah. think I like him. But she, I mean, because she's asking questions like, so what are what, city girls what, like? Yeah, what do they do in the city to attract a man? And he's just like, well, I got demo reels and lawyers and shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't want none of that. Not like these sex bots. Yeah, and you know, yeah, and she, they have a little moment where they're both awake in their sleeping bags and kind of look at each other, and it's like mm-hmm. he's still cool. It's like I'm gonna turn over here and listen to my dictaphone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> dicks. Yeah, yeah, it's like phone sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. Yeah, but they get up the next day, and I don't know. He's he's a, or, or, during this at one point, the old man takes off his glove, and he's got two fingers, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh, you're six finger Jake," and he's like, "Well, not really anymore, but yeah, <laughs> kind of me." So he's Jake, right? Mm-hmm. Shocker. Yeah, and he's like, I don't really like to publicize it, but yeah. kind of retired. Kind of retired. Yeah, I'm not dead retired. Yeah. Yeah. So they wake up the next morning, mm-hmm. and Six Finger Jake is reeling in some carp out of the he reservoir. Is. He's loaded up his donkeys onto his raft. He's out fishing. Right. Because <laughs> the donkeys. Yeah, and he's help. just like, and of course, you know, Sam's just like, we got to go, man. We'd like. Yeah, I need my uh, fuck yeah. bot. Yeah, I, I saw your naked back last I, night, girl, and I need to fuck. I saw the I swell of a breast. Yeah, yeah, I can't finish I unless it's bot. inside a sex bot. Yes. All right? I'm so turgid right now. <laughs> God damn it. I can't finish unless it's with an artificial finish <laughs> bot. Oh, it's got that true coat. Right. Yes. <laughs> they sold him the undercoating. Yeah. Well, you better. Well, you got it. You really Especially do. Especially can't get the thing wet. Yeah. <laughs> you better turtle wax the shit out of it. Yeah. So, so, but yeah, so he, he can't finish without useless trivia. Nope. So. <laughs> Where was Vaseline invented? So, yeah. Oh, my God. So he is just like, we got to go. Like, we need to get to this thing. I know they're there. Yeah. And she's like. And, and even even Jake down there, he's like, I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't go into Area Seven for nothing at, during the daytime. Mm-mm. I'd rather get bit on the dick by a rattler <laughs> <laughs> and then cook it for dinner. Yep. Not my dick, the rattler. Uh, yeah. So he's like, we got to go at night. There's, yeah. That's the only way. Mm-hmm. So they have this plan where they're going to go in at night. And to- it just it immediately gets busted. Like they're. They're, oh up on like a, they're up on like a dam or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just immediately, it's like floodlights and there's the gang. All mm-hmm. these dudes shooting at him. Yep. And he's like, like, and, and Treadwell's like, Sam is climbing around like in the rocks mm-hmm. with a little flashlight and immediately gets hit on the head with a two by four. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Comically off camera, two by four just, just comes whack. into frame. And all of a sudden he's dressed in like a suit. <laughs> It's like a seersucker suit. It's weird. It's white pants, mm-hmm. a black undershirt, and then a pink uh, 
so basically a pink button down shirt that's almost mm-hmm. jacket ish mm-hmm. that's covered in dominoes. Not like covered in pizza, yeah. but covered in Domino's, Domino's the Domino's. tile game. Domino's. When it's, you're looking for a fuckbot. Didn't they put him Domino's. in like a little hat too? Wasn't he wearing a hat? Yeah, no, he didn't have a hat. I do yeah. not okay. believe he had no, a hat. He was not okay. a member of the hat squad. But yet. yeah, but he just wakes up and he's, and he's poolside and there's these ladies sunning themselves by the pool mm-hmm. and there's a sign above him that says Sky Ranch mm-hmm. and he's like, what the f- what? It's like, what am I wearing? Where he's the like, hell am I? And... All of a sudden, this this girl walks out and it's like, "Oh, Sam, you're awake. Mm-hmm. You know, glad you're here." All the and he's like, "Wait, what?" You know, and he's and I guess it's his ex girlfriend. Yes, Elaine. where he goes, "Hey, e- Elaine, what the?" And she's like, "I don't go by that name anymore. My I'm, name's Ginger. I'm now. Ginger now, and I live out here. And isn't this awesome? Look at all this." Yeah, he's like, "What in the hell?" And this that like this is it's it's oh it's fucking incredibly weird. like you're just. <laughs> You are thrown completely off kilter because you're like, is this a dream? Is this like some Lynch thing going on? What the fuck just happened? Mm-hmm. Because he's fully presented in this reality of this this ex girlfriend is like, oh well, you know, here you want a sandwich? We're doing great here, yeah. you know. And and the pool the pool is like surrounded by addicted to love girls, you know. I mean, it's it's like it and and she's in this weird polka dot bikini and mm-hmm. and she's standing by a telescope and then she hears cars approaching. <laughs> And she just picks up this whistle and blows it while making this comical face like, oh, dear God, that's it, a loud whistle. But it's, it's the not- alien police whistle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she like goes cross-eyed when she blows it. <laughs> yes. And she's like, Lester's coming. I have to go get changed. And then just <laughs> trots off. Yeah. To give an idea, this is also like this woman is like the weird discount uh, like Joan Cusack in some ways. Yeah. Like with her mannerisms, just to give you an idea of... Mm-hmm. What's yes, going she's on there. off kilter. But she, there's also, something wrong with her. Yeah, but it's also presented like we should have known who she was, almost. Kind of. Yes, it is. It takes because a while he, for him to acknowledge yeah, because like, their oh, connection. Yeah, he's like, oh, Elaine. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, and, I think and, there was like a scene missing somewhere. Maybe. I, yeah. It, it's it's weird. The The script treats it like we know who it is and we don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, uh, Lester has returned home from, you know, murdering or whatever it was they were doing. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, and Lester's Tim Thomerson. Yep, and he is just I, he is the leader of this gang of vacationing dads, basically. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> vacation murder dads. It's, it's like vacation Bible school, but for dads. It's just a bunch of dudes in, in like Hawaiian shirts, just and vacation outfits, and yeah, and he's 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 obviously running this weird criminal empire. But also, he's being super encouraging to everyone, <laughs> like yeah, giving he, them little pep talks. And he's like, he's almost like an evil golf dad, Tony Robbins or something. You know, yes. he, he's just like, you need to realize your potential, guys. <laughs> yeah. And in some ways, he reminds me of the dad from Troll 2. Okay. Like, yeah, it's, he does. It's, it's also thought, the hair. He's I got thought, the yeah, same hair. Yeah. I thought yeah. for a minute, I'm like, this is the dad from Troll 2, <laughs> isn't it? And I'm looking at him like, no, he doesn't look right. Yeah, he doesn't. He look right. sounds about right, but <laughs> today is the day I discovered how much Tim Thomerson and that guy are alike. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, but he's very off putting. He's just like, oh, hey Sam, heard a lot about you. Yeah, yeah. Good to have your board. Come on, yeah. Come on, let's have a feast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's it's they have a big big dinner. Yeah, and he and he pulls out and he's like, 
I like you, Sam. Yeah. And he pulls out a picture. He's like, you know who this is? And it's the picture of Cherry 2000 that he's been showing, showing off. everybody. Everybody. And, and he's yeah. had like in his jacket. And yeah. it's and also Robert Zadar is now at this table. Yes. So, like, yeah, just sitting next to him. There are people that were in glory hole the town that like <laughs> yeah. clearly knew he was shopping around for yeah. this robot. But mm-hmm. like they're doing that weird like almost apocalypse now thing where it's like, we totally know why you're here, but we're just going to keep acting like we don't yep. and kind of keep yeah. welcome, welcoming you in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's because it's he's weird. just like, so you work out. You look like you work out. Yeah. And he's like, no, I don't work out. He's you should like, work out. You should totally you should, work you out. Gotta reach your potential. <laughs> do you yeah. even, do you you even got lift, a good, bro? Yeah. 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 Well, he's like, you got a good frame. Yeah. You, do, you could do well. Working yeah. Out. We got to eat. Right. Got to watch your diet, though. Yeah. 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 We're doing P90X yeah. and uh, hot yoga. Yeah. Out here. Get some sprouts it's, now. It's, <laughs> get some kale, bro. Like, it is just it's weird. It's so great, though. Yeah. Because like they retire from dinner, like but, it's but like he shows him the picture. The point is, yeah. he shows him the picture, and he's like, "You know who this is?" And he's like, "No, uh, I don't know, man." And he's like, "This is a Cherry 2000. Yeah, People got some really of these. Want these. Yeah, yeah, we got a whole bunch of them, but we can't do anything because we don't have any of the discs. Womp, womp. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh wow, that's that's a bummer, dude. <laughs> Sorry, you don't have any chips. I don't have one. Mm-hmm. You know." And so dinner kind of ends. Well, there's a dude at the table, and he's like, "See that guy down there in." Oh, because there yeah. was this other weird guy that like had a golf club. He's like, I'm going to play Skeet. in the something something open. Skeet, yeah, mm-hmm. and who Tim Thomerson keeps calling a different stupid name every right. time he addresses him. Speeman, right? Yeah, <laughs> he just keeps calling him some but, version. But of he that. has like green sunglasses, yeah. but they flip up. Yes, mm-hmm. and he keeps like flipping them up and down, and they're and he's just like, Skeet, what are you doing here, man? Yeah, and he's, he's like, like, oh, I was, I was the uh, golf thing. going to play the golf thing. He's, he's like, the links. I I think maybe you're a tracker. He's like, no, man, I'm a I play golf. And yeah, it's like here, put this on your head. Yeah, well, yeah, they basically like <laughs> they pass well, down. Well, well, he goes, not a big fan of liars. There, Skeet. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, I don't, I don't yeah, know what you're he, talking about. And so they're like, like here, pass this down. Make him put that on his head. <laughs> and they comically, yes, they comically pass this brown paper bag <laughs> through everyone on the table, despite being able to skip people. But it's just mm-hmm. that, like, pass it down. Yeah, yeah. and it's just got. He big, tries to pass it on to the next yeah. person. He's like, like, no, no, uh, uh, uh. And it's got a big bullseye drawn on it. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, put this on your head, and then it just becomes. A very friendly drag him over to this <laughs> shooting gallery, handcuff, you know, yeah. post where, you know, you, you were going to chain you up. And then yeah, and he's like, what are you guys doing? What's going on? Yeah. And, and and he pulls out a gun and he's got and Tim Thomerson's like, all right. And he's just taking a beat on him. And he goes, that's too much club. Yep. <laughs> and so he, <laughs> he he puts that he puts the gun away. And then gets a bow and arrow. A like, lady like, delivers him a bow and a arrow. Compound it's bow. Ginger that delivers. Okay, it. yes. Yeah. And he, she gives him a compound bow, which like, yeah, was going to drive that arrow through the back of this dude's head. And he like brings this thing down into frame in just the most like dramatic motion of just wind up and pitch. Oh and yeah. <laughs> brings it down and just pulls that thing back and just arrow through that guy's face right through the mm-hmm. bullseye. And, you know, he's like, huh? Sam? Cool, huh? Yeah, yeah. all right. Well, let's go to bed. <laughs> Sam looks like he's shitting his pants yeah. right about now. Yeah. And, man, they cut to, so, like, Sam is is getting ready to go to bed or whatever, but they're establishing it's later, mm-hmm. and they're all just fucking doing the hokey pokey. <laughs> they sure are. It's a very wholesome vacation murder dad compound. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, this is not a euphemism. It is the rest of the gang outside just doing the hokey pokey <laughs> to, to which and then Ginger comes into Sam's tent and well, is just like, Chuck, it's what it's all about. <laughs> well, yes. Yes. But like, she hokey pokeys her way into the room. Yeah. And she's just that's what, you know, and he's just like, 
uh he's a, he's a crazy murderer yeah. and she's like don't don't push your ideals on me man yeah things <laughs> so, are different out here don't preach at me <laughs> i forget what the line yeah. is but it's just he's like that man's a psychopath and she's just like whoa slow your roll yeah. <laughs> i don't care what you think mm-hmm. so yeah he's got to get the fuck out yeah of there. it's like it's great out here yeah and, and then he's like i i gotta leave i can't do this and she's like well you do understand there's like three layers of barbed wire and mines mines and <laughs> electrified fence on the other side right yeah, you're not getting out of here yeah. uh and he's like he's like oh oh good to know cool yeah, i'm going to bed ever i'm getting out of here no he's <laughs> like i'm going to bed yeah and, and then sneaks out and is doo, 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 you know through the camp and everything until he does the comical look behind him and, and runs like stomach first into robert's dar and all of his magnificence mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just like oh i i was yeah. just out for a walk yeah and check out all the stars I was enjoying, look there's orion up yeah. there and then like, huh? looks up and does the like one in the stomach one to the head yeah you know? and and it Robert, works and, and he just totally no. falls over and he's like <laughs> holy shit that worked and then like he looks at his that, back <laughs> there's a de- like a throwing knife in the back of the guy and to which melanie griffith immediately runs up pulls it out like i got this yeah, and he's like go. Oh, that didn't work at all. <laughs> and I don't know the how the way she... it plays out is so good, though, yeah. Yeah. because we were all like, "No, yeah, no, no. that didn't work." <laughs> and then even the movie's like, "Nope, it didn't." You're right; it did not. And he's like, "Come on, we got to go." And there's six, six figure whatever his face is over there, just like he got the compound too. It's like, how the hell did he? Do? Yeah, I just how love did you that all they're in this parking lot, so nonchalant. Like mm-hmm. he's got he's got a couple fucking asses with him. Y- mm-hmm. Yes, and she's just like. Okay, I've got my car back, mm-hmm. so we need to get going. And Sam's like, "I no, I need to fucking blow this place the fuck up. Well, mm-hmm. and also what happens is when he talks to Six Fingers, Six Fingers says, yeah, I'm sorry, man. With everything that went down, I lost the chip. Yeah, because it was on a, a burrow. And then he is immediately like, well, fuck all this then, and yeah. grabs one of the uh, gas cans and mm-hmm. just starts coating all the cars. And he puts one in the everywhere. B tent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a tent. Of he puts a bees. he puts a gas can sized Molotov cocktail <laughs> in the B tent. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then as they're driving away, he just starts shooting at cars, which all just fucking yeah. explode. Shooting at the gas trailer or whatever, mm-hmm. yeah, and which always works in movies. And, and the B tent goes up. To which, well, Tim Thomas was like, "I can't believe you're blowing up my cars," and it's like <laughs> running down this, you know sidewalk thing and all of a sudden the b-tent blows up and yep, he's just like right ah. behind him yeah and then ginger's there like <laughs> watch out, for the, out for the bees <laughs> and he just stands up and like his face covered in bees is like ah just kind of falls out of frame yeah <laughs> so yeah. like the next like there's a scene where i think where they're getting away or whatever but i just want to cut ahead like there's a scene where they cut back oh it kind of just cuts to the next day of like little kids putting out the fires right and you just see Tim Thomerson's back mm-hmm. while someone is uh, Ginger's putting something on his yeah. face. <laughs> yeah, she's like spread aloe yeah. on his face, and he's just all puffed up, and yeah, he's like gets all angry and walks away, and she's like, "Ooh, like <laughs> to his face." Because <laughs> for the yeah, for the rest of the movie, he's going to run around with like big white globs of aloe or whatever on his face, mm-hmm. and it's all puffed up, and mm-hmm. that's how he will be for the rest of the movie. Yes, yep. because B explosion. Correct. They shot some B-roll. <laughs> yes. They, yeah. Yes. Um, so they're driving away and immediately, like, at some point, Melanie Griffith gives up her rule about him driving her car because she just is like, I got to take a nap. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's driving the car and he's just she's like in his lap, like head in his lap. And he just keeps staring at her head and fucking crashes the car into yep. like a dirt mound, which yeah. the thing has like autopilot things that are going beep beep yeah. beep 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 beep, beep. <laughs> look hey, out hey, on hey. <laughs> it doesn't actually engage the brakes but it's like it's warning him and he's just like huh yeah. oh yeah. and yeah. yeah 
they still hadn't perfected Tesla autopilot in 2017. So she gets out. She clearly has a head injury. And he's vaguely upset at her for some reason. And then they just kind of start making out. He's like, kind of like, hey, are you okay? And as he's asking her if he's okay, he's basically like grabbing her breasts. Yeah, he's like, are you all right, ma'am? Like, <laughs> like holding, like cupping her breasts. <laughs> like, are, is everything okay here? Yeah. Um, nope. Science point. He's, yes. He's going with sex bot protocol. Yeah. Apparently. And and right before that, it's been established that she she still has the the chip and she's put it in her back mm-hmm. pocket. She's like mm-hmm. put it in her belt behind her back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Six fingered man gave it. Yeah. Gave yeah. the chip to him. Yeah. So. Her. The the cupping of the breasts leads to let's just make out fucking on the car and he lays her down on this hood, which is just steaming crazy like she should be dead, (laughs) but she's had worse like lions. Yes, that's true. But she leans up against the thing that makes the sex noises and that takes him right out of actual sex, which whatever mm-hmm. uh he realizes that those are not her sex noises yeah he's like that's oh, his fuck bots well, no, you lied like, to me it, it does the good evening honey yeah good to see you again uh, <laughs> do you know who invented vaseline yeah <laughs> yeah to which he's like you lied to me you still have the thing and she's like yeah well bleh. <laughs> whatever i'm real person that's not yeah i'm not a fucking robot yeah I have emotions. I got I the have PG range. thirteen fucking in <laughs> the word, not the actual act. Yeah, but it's just like whatever. Let's just get my sex bot and I can go home. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Fine, let's get your stupid sex bot." So they go get a stupid yeah. sex bot. Yeah. So they yeah because he had been he had been ready to call it off mm-hmm. earlier because because she had told him because he had thought the chip was gone. He's like, "Well, there's no point in getting the thing if it doesn't have the chip." Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now it, he's, yeah. he's but back on. He's now they're just, they're but now just he's... driving off into the desert towards Las Vegas or whatever mm-hmm. it is, whatever dumb post-apocalyptic. Yeah, and they they have to stop at a gas stop. Last Slash chance brothel. Last yeah. chance gas and brothel. Yep. <laughs> but it's Snappy Joe or whatever that she knows. Like oh, she knows everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Snappy Tom. Who's Snappy Tom? Harry Carey Jr. Uh-huh. Yeah. From Gremlins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Snappy has a girl friend i guess or whatever i don't know what she's supposed to be she's employee the brothel employee <laughs> she's the brothel yeah <laughs> sure yeah but and he's like all right well it looks like somebody's coming get, time to get ready yeah so they and, hide yes they hide and <laughs> tim thomas or not Tim sam gets there mm-hmm. and he starts like he finds like a vending machine and he's pressing the buttons and she yeah, it's like know, a cigarette like a vending yeah. machine cigarette. and the girl comes out and puts the gun on him and is like don't move. To which Melanie Griffith suddenly pops up behind her and goes, pulls the gun on her, goes, don't move. And then suddenly, out of a refrigerator <laughs> behind her, comes Snappy Jake, or whatever his Snappy name is. Tom. Snappy Tom. Tom. Kicks it open with a gun, and he goes, don't move. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the door kicks open, and Six Finger Jake goes, don't you move. And then they're all like, oh, hey, we all know each other. Yeah. Hey, what the hell are we doing? <laughs> Don't you remember this? Part? Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, okay, sorry. And he's like, oh, Jake. Oh, man. <laughs> and, and then, then he... they're, all, they're all like, he's here looking for a sex robot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's your man high. Isn't that funny? Yeah. But and then, <laughs> then Snappy Tom tell, tells the girl, he's like, why don't you go make us some food? And yeah. She's like, no. And no. he goes, why don't you go shit in your hat then? <laughs> As he just merrily strolls out of frame. Yeah, he doesn't like, even well. say it mean. He's like, well, why don't you go just go shit in your hat? <laughs> do, do, do. He's <laughs> gone. He just walks out of frame. Is the best line. His, yeah. his delivery on that is so good. Yep. 
Um, but yeah, so they they basically sneak off and call Lester. Like, yeah. hey, no, they're here. No, Lester calls them. Oh, Lester calls them. Yeah, he radios. He's just like breaker breaker. Anyone yeah, seen these assholes? Yeah, because earlier, like right after the whole non-sex mm-hmm. groping session, uh-huh. they had two guys had come upon uh, right, uh, right, upon right. them in a truck, and yeah. they had shot up the truck and yes. flipped it and grenaded them to death and he kind of saved her you know there was a grenade that got tossed right by her and he jumps over the car oh he stunt jumps over the car yeah, and tosses the grenade back at yeah. the truck and, which murders them yeah mm-hmm. yeah but that, that's but then this is when lester's calling from the truck like where are these fuckers they're in an orange orange mustang mm-hmm. and uh and at first like snappy tom's like well i don't know i hadn't seen anything the girl grabs she's like, they're here yeah Hey, Lester, they're here. He's like, oh, well, uh, okay. Uh, I guess she likes Lester or something. She probably wants to go hang out. She wants to go hang out in Vacation Dadland. Yes, (laughs) I believe that is true. Um, Yeah, so Melanie Griffith has decided she's going to put a plane together. There's this old shitty plane there, and she's and and they, they, Lester actually mentions it on the radio. He's like, make sure they don't put that plane together. <laughs> and Harry Carey is like, ah, that thing won't fly. And while Melanie Griffith is trying to put the plane together... Sam is basically like, you'll never build that. You're a girl. This is stupid. Just stop trying. Just stop trying. It was the right brothers, not the right sisters. (laughs) You will never build that plane. And she's just like, whatever, I'm going to build this plane. So So she totally builds that plane. Yeah, she totally does. And uh, they're all like, damn, she built that plane. Sweet. It's like they kind of taxi it and they're like, damn, the plane's working. Mm -hmm. And there's another point where Snappy Tom just like barks something to her and he's like, Go get the macaroni and cheese. <laughs> yes. And it's like, I don't remember what set that up. Well, so what was what that was meant to do was that was to prevent them from getting on the plane and flying off. Mm-hmm. It was to feed them so that Lester story. would have right. enough time to get there. But yeah, this is just but, the way he says that. But wow, was, she fixed the plane. Get the mac and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like she it's like that's apparently was already preparing it because like two seconds later is Rick running out like lunch. Yeah, I got mac yeah. and cheese. Yeah. And Jake's like, oh, mac and cheese. Yeah, I've got man. That's the so cheesiest. Pretty good. Yeah. And he goes over there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, basically Sam looks out and sees the cars on the horizon. It's like, oh, shit. They're making a beeline for And us. he's about to tell Jake when when that girl just shoots him in the back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they actually have the shot of her standing over him, shooting him in the head. Yep. Just to make sure that we know that Jake isn't coming back. Mm-hmm. No, Jake's. Jake's gone. Yeah. Melanie like, Griffith is in the plane way off in the uh-huh. distance. Like That's, already taxiing. It's like, come on, yeah. run up. And he yeah. has to run and dive in. And and she's it, seen the trucks at this point coming towards him. And so she hops in. Mm-hmm. He hops in and they take off. And I commented. I was like, I guess she didn't see Jake get shot. She did. But like, she still seems she pretty okay with why Jake. Yeah. yeah she's still okay with like kind of abandoning him or yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. But well, I mean, she's kind of used to it. It seems like. Them splitting up and right. and yeah, Jake is always just going off on him, his just own. miraculously getting wherever. Sure, mm-hmm. right. but yeah, they're flying along. and He's like, "Hey, real sorry, but Jake's dead." And she, she's like, "What?" She breaks down as she best shows she can. one emotion. I should try to tear, and then the camera quickly pans mm-hmm. off of that. So, yeah, um, and cut to Tim Thomerson. <laughs> yeah, Lester has shown up and he's dressing him down. He's like, "I told you to keep him here." Yeah, he's and like, he's like, "How I killed one of them?" Yeah, he's like, "What the plane? How'd they get on the plane?" Yeah. He's like, "You said it didn't work." He's like. It it didn't. I don't yeah. know what she did. She, she fixed ma- it. Fixed it. He's like, oh God, listen. <laughs> yeah, and and I said I wanted him alive. You yeah. killed this one. And the girl's like, Hey Lester, hey Lester, let, let's uh, please respond, Lester. <laughs> yes. Lester. And and he's like, Jake, better tell her to get out of here. Yeah. And Jake's like, You better get out of here. And then she's like, But 
but but Lester, we gotta we get what about it? I don't, I don't know. I, I'm just saying. Follow things. me on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> Tim Thomerson, like you can tell, he's just getting more and more frustrated with her, and finally just pulls out a gun, puts it on her forehead, and goes, you "Need to get a better personality," mm-hmm. and then shoots her in the head. Yeah, off camera, but sure, you know, still. And then and then and leaves Tom. Is like yeah, yeah Tom's deal, like deal with that. Mm-hmm. He actually says, "Sorry, Tom." Yeah. <laughs> like I know that was your one employee. Um, yeah, so he's now leading this force of. Well, now Tom has to be the brothel as well. That's mm-hmm. true, and that's going to yeah. be awkward. Yeah, he's yeah, snappy. <laughs> <laughs> but now, so uh, Tim Thomerson is leading this army of vacation dads mm-hmm. who are in this bread truck. <laughs> yep. yep. Um. So, but they're not in the bread truck for long. No, because he basically lowers the back and is like. Engage the stunts. Yeah. And so just dads on four wheelers all go driving out of the back of this truck Mm -hmm. and they all line up next to his Jeep to which he starts giving them this pep talk. You know, it's like we need to go take care of the situation. And then he just says some just random casual like fortune cookie bullshit of just like, remember, guys, life is life is an adventure. (laughs) Just like this weird. That kind of shit is what reminds me of the dad from from Troll 2. Well, this is also like uh, Ginger is riding along in the ATV that he's in. Just like I pack sandwiches and like they asked her to because when they were gearing up, he's like, Ginger, make some sandwiches. We were underselling how weird the interstitials in this movie are where it'll just be like, let's go murder him, but let's make sandwiches and stuff Mm -hmm. first. Yeah. Make sure everybody gets a sandwich. okay? let's do the hokey pokey because Tim Thomerson will say, you know, it's like, oh, man, we need to murder him. And then it's like, hand me a sandwich. And then just, you know, like (laughs) chill factor takes a sandwich, comes up, takes a big bite out of it. Like out of a triangle cut (laughs) sandwich, (laughs) just like the most little kid looking thing ever. Like, I I like sandwiches. Yeah. So eventually, um, Melanie Griffith and Sam, they get to the remains of Vegas, basically. It's Vegas City, and the movie gets real blurry here because they're all miniatures shot on Mm -hmm. just the worst film stock to hide that they're miniatures, and this little toy plane is flying around this this little tiny set. Um, But it eventually finds a place to land, and there there are some practical sets of what appears to be top of casinos buried in sand. So it's not all bullshit. I mean, there is some actual practical work there. Mm-hmm. It's just not the whole strip. You just don't get that. Um, so they kind of land near yeah. this. They're just like the top of a casino there. Yeah. And they're like, hey, let's break this yeah, glass break and this. just rappel down. And yeah. They're in creepy sex doll factory world. I don't I don't know. I'm assuming this was like a, the basement a of the sex sh- casino. Yeah. A show showroom or something. I, yeah. I don't know. The repair yeah. Well, room. they're all hanging up like they're on uh, like at the dry cleaners. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they're all yeah. In, that that explains it. They're in bags. Yeah, <laughs> but not this movie. Nah. Mm, nah. Yeah, but, but it just becomes you know them. We got to find through. the one that's a cherry two thousand and not all these other stupid ass sex bots. Because yeah, and and the whole time Ellie Griff's like, we can't take too long. Yeah, we should really hurry. They're coming. Yeah. And really, she oversold the whole like how dangerous it's going to be once they get there you're going to only, only have like 10 minutes to find what you need before everyone like all the sirens are going off and everyone's there and it's like it's nothing like that if at it, all i if think it, she was trying to talk him out of going here because she wanted to bone him all along maybe but it just seems okay. like if they had never crossed paths with lester they could have gotten in and out of this place and no one would have ever been the wiser i, I yeah. honestly yes. think a lot of this movie is like her stalling getting there like just to spend more time could be because I mean it seems like they stop an awful lot and it made it sound like originally like we'll be there tomorrow night at night we we engage mm-hmm. and it's like how the hell were you going to get through all of this shit in <laughs> no. one like 12 hours or yeah. whatever it was yeah 
But eventually he finds her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's like they're looking through like basically bags full of mannequins. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's probably in the one that looks like an actual human. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, they open up and there's an actress in a bag. And, and he plops the chip in behind her ear. Yep. And she's like, oh, hey, oh, honey. Hey, welcome home. Would you like some food? Yeah. yeah. And then and it's Want like. Want a date? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and then they can hear like, okay. They've arrived. Mm-hmm. Well, somebody turns the power on yeah. in the place, and the, all the things start moving. And because like, he's like sitting there making out with her. Yeah. And Melody Griffiths in the background going, oh, for Christ's oh, sake. For God's sake, that's so gross. You're not going <laughs> to fuck that thing right here, are you? He would have. Yeah, he, he totally absolutely would have. He, he, he 100%, needed it. If she were not there, he would 100% have <laughs> boned that robot. Yeah. But then she's like, I told you, we need to go. Yeah. And now you took too long, <laughs> and they're here. Yeah, so now it's Melanie Griffith and Sam and Sexbot running out of this place. <laughs> and they're being sh- like they're running along this catwalk. <laughs> and there's a point where like the the two humans like slide down this pole. They're like, "Terry, get the fuck down here." <laughs> and she just like fireman's down this pole and goes, "Wee!" <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, she is oblivious to anything that is happening. Now, she's she's a like robot. dragging a 5-year-old around. Yeah. She's a robot and she's emoting more than Melanie Griffith. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <Yep. laughs> I'm just yeah. saying like she is actually genuinely robot excited about sliding down this pole she is she and yeah she and was then programmed to like, have fun she, and then there's a point where they're running along the roof still being shot at and <laughs> she's like i would rather be watching this show on tv yeah or something like that this seems i'd rather dangerous. be watching this movie <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah um but they they eventually they shoot enough people to get out mm-hmm. and get yeah, to the plane and they all get on the plane yes and and lester like they get out it's weird because they get outside mm-hmm. and lester has stayed on top of the yeah, skylight. He, he never went in. Yeah, and Sam goes, Hey, Lester. And Lester goes, Huh? Turns around and he shoots him, and Lester falls through the skylight. And we're like, Wow, that was a weird ending for our main bad guy. Who was th- weird to begin with. <laughs> yeah, but they all get in the plane and are trying to take off. And Melanie Griffith's like, It's too heavy. We can't take off. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, Lester Lester is climbed his way back up, repelled back up, despite being shot like a half dozen times. Yep. Along with everybody else, suddenly comes out like with like you know the the bullet in the bicep deal, mm-hmm. and they're all like, "All right, Dad Force, unite and <laughs> take out that plane." Yeah, and Melly Griffiths is like, "Just lower the plane down. I'll jump behind that junk pile." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "No, we're not leaving you. Like we can't." No. And she's like, whatever, bye. And then just yeah, kind of jumps out, plops out of this thing. Yeah. Like, it's not a stunt roll of any. It's just de- she flops. limp body falling oh, out yeah. of this. <laughs> yeah. And then he's just like, all right, well, see ya. Well, no, <laughs> he no, he, he gets in the air and he's like, we did it. We did it. Oh, and right. then he looks back and he and it's got sex spots, expressionless face. Hey. Yeah. And he's I don't, like, I don't oh. know. You can tell the difference. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he's like. Oh, oh I, I, well, mm. all right. I guess this is fine. Yeah. And she kind of like leans up and goes, I love you, honey. Tugs on his ear. Yeah. And he's like, what? Yeah. It's like, I'm like, busy mm. flying this plane. Mm. <laughs> Stupid sex robot. Yeah. Not now. Yeah. But then he kind of looks down and sees them all kind of, you know, shooting at the junk pile where Melanie Griffiths is trying to, you mm-hmm. know, stay alive. And or... she takes out a, a couple of them. Mm-hmm. But he's like, oh, God damn it. So he comes back. Yeah, he swings around, and everyone's like, "What? He's coming back!" And even she's like, "Really? Yeah, okay." (laughs) And so he lands, and he gets out, and he tells Cherry Two Thousand, "He goes, go get me a Pepsi." (laughs) This product placement took me right out of the movie. (laughs) Yeah, and And Cherry Two Thousand is a Pepsi. (laughs) Yes, and so she starts like wandering around the desert (laughs) behind as as he hops back in the plane and taxis it 
kind of like behind Melanie Griffith and is like, get in. Mm-hmm. And they have some banter because they've been bantering about, mm-hmm. you know, like you're too slow. Get in here. Yeah. Um, and then she gets in and they he manages to start to take off. And, you know, she's like, you came back. I didn't. Where's your sex robot? And you just in the background see Cherry 2000 just kind of wandering down this path. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Tim Thomerson, who is up near the top of the remainder of this hotel, this casino, whatever, is just you see him just swinging this rope like lasso style. And you're like, what the fuck is he about to do? And he just manages to lasso the wheel of the plane. Mm-hmm. And immediately you could say, like, I didn't think this through because he just goes yoink. Yeah, goes, he gets yanked through the bandit, <laughs> that like, through the little fence that's there. Got fucking snatched. <laughs> yeah. You just see this dude go through a banister and just yoinked out of frame. <laughs> and then it almost immediately is like, oh my God. I regret this decision. Oh, and also there's a giant statue and he just goes clunk into like this big, like sort of like Roman lady statue thing. I mean, it's. It's weird because, like, the artwork looks like it's supposed to be from faux Caesars, but, like, the place says, like, pharaohs or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And, yeah, he just, like, perfectly clunks <laughs> between the breasts of this, like, statue lady and mm-hmm. basically yeah. dies. Like, hits it and goes, and just falls over backwards yeah, and is hanging back. there. Mm-hmm. And, and that's when Melanie Griffith goes, well, what about, what about her? And he goes, nah, she's a robot. Yeah. And, and, they- and they kind of make out. And then cut back to Elaine they, slash Ginger on the ground. They start making out while flying a plane in a yes. dangerous situation. Yes. Yep. They need to be paying attention. But yeah, so Ginger's sitting at the base of this statue where Lester has died. Yeah, and he's just like hanging there like all awkward. Like the one leg <laughs> yeah. is over the thing and he's like all twisted up. And Yes. And, and, and the other and like the two henchmen or I think they're both women that are left. Maybe are like, well, what are we gonna do now? And she's, and they're like, Lester's dead. And she's like, well, he doesn't get a sandwich then. Yeah. <laughs> and then this is when Cherry Two Thousand walks up, mm-hmm. and she's like, here, why don't you have a sandwich? <laughs> and Cherry like opens up the sandwich and goes, beautiful. Yeah. Pretty. Pretty. Yeah. Pretty. pretty. <laughs> it's like, what? I don't know. And then they just kind of leave them there. Yeah. And then the plane just kind of flies off into the sunset. Mm-hmm. And credits. credits roll. Yeah. Now weird, we rate this bitch. What a weird mm-hmm. ass fucking movie. <sighs> I will say the soundtrack is actually really good. Yes. For this. There's no like, songs like, in like it, the score but... is is actually well done, like memorable stuff. Mm-hmm. But and sells a lot of the scenes really well. This guy did Robocop on Fred October. Yeah, it's yeah. Basil Palladores. Mm-hmm. Did Conan, that's the one you should be pointing to. Okay, mm-hmm. fine. I mean Conan the Barbarian is a fucking badass soundtrack. I know. Yeah. It sells yeah. Robocop. Well, this one this one's pretty damn good. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Definitely not our usual 80s trash, like, synth bullshit soundtracks mm-hmm. that no. we tend to get with stuff with Tim Thomerson in it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think I'm ready. Whoa. Yeah, All right, go. Do it. Go first. Okay. Do it. Go. Um, two jocks. This movie is weird as shit, and it's really hard to follow, sort of. It's not good, but there are enough moments in it that make you go, <laughs> what? <laughs> um, Melanie Griffith is blank. Um, our lead dude whose name I continually forget is kind of blank uh, Snappy Joe Snappy Apple <laughs> Tom Snappy Tom is magnificent yeah. and so is Six Fingered Jake mm-hmm. those guys, those are the guys you watch the movie for um, but you have to see this you, it's just so weird that this movie exists 
Like it's almost to me like Tank Girl. Like how did how did anyone make this movie and how did it look? I mean, because it looks all right. Um, how did they get enough budget to make it look as good as it did? It's it's just one of those you have to see, even though it's not that good. So it gets two jocks. Hmm. Okay. Uh, you ready to go? I mean, I, I can. Okay. I, I just wanted, I wanted to dovetail, dovetail. Go for that. it. Okay. So I'm going to give it three jocks. Okay. And my reason being is like, I, I think, I think if I watch this once or twice more, I'm going to begin to fall in love with this movie. And for me, this movie kind of sits perfectly in the middle of like, I, I adore tank girl mm-hmm. and I feel like this is going to sit right in the middle between tank girl and uh buckaroo bonsai mm-hmm. in terms of my, like, I don't understand it, but like, that's how much I enjoy. I'm like saying for me, buckaroo bonsai is the lowest and tank girls the highest. I feel like this is going to be somewhere in the middle mm-hmm. as far as like, yeah, the movie is like, how did this get made? How did you get all of these pieces and parts and things and budget together to make this? Um, yeah. <sighs> Would I maybe put somebody in the Melly Griffith role instead? Probably. Like, I mean, I think that's... It's weird because, I mean, if you're going to make your main character dude so blank, you need somebody... Grace Jones. Yeah, I mean, you just need somebody (laughs) that's like, is larger than life. I mean, you need a Lori Petty and Tank Girl kind Mm -hmm. of character. It's like you need someone that's just kind of fucking crazy. And and or like super cool, like just something that's not just like you can't have two blank slates like that, you know. So, um, yeah, but I I still like it, and I think I might tend to like it more if I watch it again. Um, I I I can agree with three jocks. I rather enjoyed this movie. I think it's just like Buckaroo Bonsai, and I'm the bigger Buckaroo Buckaroo Bonsai fan here. It has a spirit to it where it's just like, we're going to go for it and do whatever and just damn the results. Whatever happens, happens. And sometimes a movie does that and you're just like, oh, God, fuck off. Like, I just you're so up your own ass. I don't care. This never comes across that way. It's just like the the odd bits are so in the background. They're not like shoved in your face like the donut thing in the bar is not. Hey, it's a bar that sells donuts, huh? Mm. That's weird and futuristic. It's there's none of that. Um like and Tim Thomerson aside, like I know that's probably why I'm thinking of this comparison. This very much feels like of the Empire Pictures era. Yes. It's not obviously, but it just it's feels MGM like MGM and Orion. It, it feels like it could have been from that studio. Mm. Uh, that studio would have loved to probably have had this much money to do something and they would have done it probably even crazier and there would have been like weird aliens and puppets and shit in it but i it just it's of that ilk of like when you know i know transfers wasn't great but there were moments in transfers where you're looking at like the set design and you're just like man these guys are fucking going for it and that's what this movie is and i can really appreciate that um i i it's it's weirdly entertaining that's probably the best way to describe it. That's my mm-hmm. box quote. Weirdly entertaining. So, three jocks. Yeah. I was wavering between three and four jocks, but I think I'm going to go three because the action scenes are bad. Mm-hmm. Like, I I just, I can't get over that, but... They're interesting. They're it, Yes, they are. Uh, yes. But there's a lot of, like, bad geography stuff. A yep. lot of just, like, just cut here and we're not going to explain how that resolves itself. You know, that sort of thing. Like, but, logistically, you're looking at how they're setting up action scenes. You're like, this is fucking crazy. 
but then they're just not doing well, enough. And it's with also it. like people like their motivations don't make any sense. Yeah. Like for what what they're doing or why they're doing or why they're going here or doing it. it's a they don't make any sense mm-hmm. a lot of the time. But this is a lot like Streets of Fire almost in that it would never get made today. Yeah. Like and it was just this batshit what the fuck are you doing thing mm-hmm. to it that's just so out there. And I mean I mean and just to think like the the plot is basically the guy needs to replace his sex bot, but he can't replace it until he finds the same one, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's like, like I could get into the whole gender politics of it, which is even more interesting to me in that pretty much everyone, but Melanie Griffith's character is either their function is either sex or food. Those are the only yeah. two things any female character aside from Melanie Griffith mm-hmm. does in this movie is provide sex or sandwiches. <laughs> And sex or sandwiches. Yeah. The cherry 2000. And story. the one that doesn't give either gets shot in the head. You know, like there's just a lot of weird. Well, stuff going on. And it's one of those things like I don't want to like analyze it after one watch. Her job was sex. And then she, she refused, was, to, make she refused to make sandwiches. She so, just wanted a yeah. better life in the in Tim Thomerson's yeah. <laughs> resort, basically. Weird. But better sex and higher quality sandwiches. <laughs> Anyway, sorry. Yeah, but but anyway, like it's like Harlow said, it's one of those like I need I'd probably need to see this a few more times, and I certainly wouldn't mind seeing it. And it's also interesting. Like I almost wonder if Melanie Griffith, being the actress that she is, was intentional as far as like we hired her because she's so damn robotic, and they liked that comparison as well. I don't know, but yeah, she's bad. I in think, this movie, I mean, because Melanie Griffith was around for so long, I th- I think especially at the beginning, people were like, "She's pretty," and this movie needs a really pretty face in it. Mm-hmm. It, it back it was kind of sometimes either or at yeah. the time, and and that's unfortunate to say, but I sometimes you were just like, "We need a really attractive lady with red hair." Let's yeah. put her. Let's do that. So maybe I I, I there's just. There seem to be a lot of interesting things going on behind the camera in this one. Yeah. And in the writing. And I mean, just think about where that movie starts is in a futuristic house where, you know, this guy has a sex bot wife in the and by the end of it, you're like in the Mad Max version of Vegas with these dudes with machine guns. It's just it goes through so many different weird things Yeah, Mm -hmm. that it's. But I mean, you know, she had done body double and, you know, she was coming out of some bigger movies. Mm-hmm. This was probably a, you just wonder if she just didn't give a shit. Maybe. Or if it was just she like got nominated for get, an Oscar like the next year. Yeah. So. It was just like we can get Melanie Griffith. Yeah. Star power. Yeah. In 85 before they finally yeah. released it in 87. Yeah. I think um, I think this movie could be an excellent candidate for a remake. Oh, I, it absolutely could. So could Streets of Fire. Yeah, but no one would. No one would commit to it, They're and no one would do it right. Insane. Yeah, it would have to be. It have to be some indie dude with a financing or a yeah. lot of passion. Yeah, it's just that um, weird high concept stuff we just don't get anymore. Yeah. yeah, but you could also make. You could also remake this movie without it being so gross. 
Um, or it could be about especially anything. The, it doesn't have to be about a sex robot. Yeah. Just make it about a... It could make, be about just make a, a robot. Make it a robot dog. Make it the next John Wick movie. <laughs> they I mean, killed could, his robot dog. It could be about <laughs> robot wife, as long as it's sure. not like so overtly fuckbot. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> less overtly fuck, fuckbot next time, please. Mm, right. Yeah, but but I just love that Melanie Griffith's acting was so bad in this that we were wondering if she was a robot herself. Yeah, What's I that thought whole she would have been it's... the most obvious thing, but yeah. it also, I guess, the moral is you need to learn to fuck real women and not sex bots, or or love, or fall in love. Yeah, it wasn't real love because you weren't loved back. You know, mm-hmm. you can't program love. How do robot love? <laughs> you can't coexist with a co-processor. Ha 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 ha. Anyway, okay. Somebody kills Jokebot, <laughs> and then we have to cross the desert to get. There find you go. The we have to get our Jokebot back, and we realize along we figure out that the we're lesson the, we should have learned along the way is we were all Jokebot. We're the yeah. funny. But the humor was inside of us all. <laughs> right. Ha 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 ha. Oh, like the shingles virus. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's take a break, shall we? Okay. Welcome back. Hey! 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 BMF. It's time for a second half. Half number two. Let's do it. So, uh, we were kind of engaged this weekend, but did anybody manage to watch anything? Nah. We got engaged this weekend? We did, to each other. Yeah. (laughs) Oh. It's a big, joyous thing. Cool. Yeah. Four way. The polygamous cast is next. Um, no, I watched a movie. Oh, did you know? It's old, so okay, you might have something newer to discuss. Uh, all right, maybe. I mean, I, I've got a pair of movies that kind of tie together. So, um, one might argue I watched them backwards, both in terms of connection and release date. But I don't care. It's mm-hmm. what I did. Don't tell me how to live my life. Um, so, first, I watched uh, Everybody Wants Some, Richard Linklater's sort of quasi follow-up to uh, Days and Confused, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah. It's a weird thing, because, like, I, I think it's a good movie. Um, it's... I don't think it's, like, a, like a 100% necessary movie. Like, like I think Days and Confused, um, on, on a longer timeline, has shown to be more than what it appears to be on the surface kind of thing. Like, I, I think there's more to it than just, like a stoner comedy or whatever, you know, like a lot of people would like, I mean, how they were really trying to market it originally. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe with subsequent viewings, I might come around to everybody wants some, I will say it's way, way better than the marketing for it made it look like I, I did see. So I tried to avoid trailers, but you can't miss some of them. And they, they were really playing up that like, from the guys who brought you to be smoking cool times, you know, and like, <laughs> Man. I love that movie. <laughs> do be smoking, smoking cool, cool times. times. I mean, it's just, so, I mean, like the trailers were <laughs> kind of fucking insufferable for that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but the movie is, is much, much, much better than that. I, I say it's not necessarily like, like a, like a fundamental Langlander movie only because of the movie I'm about to talk about, um, where this feels like a safe kind of, 
almost return to sequel esque kind of realm. Just like I made something crazy and life draining. I just kind of need to sort of fart this movie out. And like when I mean when I say that, I mean like him farting out a movie is better than most any movie I could probably make. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm just kind of like I need to do something simple and you know mostly singular location, like something very simple, small eclectic cast. Um, so whatever. I mean, everybody wants some is good, and if you like. Days to Confused and Link Letters talky movies. It's it's still a whole lot of fun, and it is much better than like I said than what the trailers made it seem like. I just don't think it's as deep as like Days to Confused really is because I think that that feels like a much more personal film. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I was kind of reading a little bit about that, and he basically said it doesn't make sense as far as time period. So just get that out of your head because it made me start thinking that like the next movie I'm going to talk about, which is Boyhood. Um, that everybody wants some was kind of more of a spiritual successor to that than Days and Confused, mm-hmm. um, because you have this kid who is just starting college and like going there to play sports, you know. And everybody wants some, and then like let's take it from there. You know, kind of talking about his first year there. And Boyhood is Linkletter's magnum opus of a movie that basically ends with an eighteen-year-old going off and to find himself in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was kind of like, yeah, this is like. What if that character arrived at college and met a bunch of crazy baseball guys, you know? So Boyhood is the one I really want to spend more time talking about because if you haven't seen Boyhood, you should. Like, um, I find this movie absolutely essential viewing. Um, mm. It's it's hard to explain. Like, to uh, I think I probably can't say any better than I I tried to sum it up when I'm on, on my Letterbox review. Boyhood is kind of like the other side of the coin to Terrence Malick's Tree of Life, whereas Tree of Life like looks at childhood in a series of like dreamlike, almost waking memories, like you know, like fragments of memories that you have about your childhood. Um, this is like the waking life version of it, where it's coherent and you know you remember the things and it's all very detailed, um, but it still just kind of floats in and out in a non or I mean it's a linear fashion, but just kind of like a all right, now we jumped ahead a year or we jumped ahead two years. I mean, you just, at any point in time, we may pick up to something important in this kid's life. Mm-hmm. Um, and the crazy thing about the movie is, is if you don't know, he filmed this movie with the same actors over a period of, I think, 10, if not 12 years. Right. Um, just got Ethan Hawke, got Patricia Arquette, got two kids and various other random people and said, I'm signing you up for a movie. It's not going to consume your entire life. We're just going to shoot a few things every few months for this long period of time. Mm-hmm. And I guess they all said yes. And this is the movie that you get. So, <laughs> I mean, I think it's, I mean, it's, I think it's an obviously a very important movie because I think the movie itself is very good and has something to say. Um, but on a, on a personal level, I just like when a filmmaker just hundred percent goes for it, you know, like, Coppola making an apocalypse now. Like mm-hmm. I'm just fucking gonna go for it. I'm going to go in the jungle. It's gonna be dangerous. It's gonna be hot. People are gonna get sick. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yes. just fucking we're going for it. You know, mm-hmm. and this movie is kind of that. It's like that's a, a spectacular undertaking to try to do, and then to have it come out to be the, as cohesive as this movie is. I can't even imagine the stacks and stacks of notebooks for you know script continuity and character you know, things that were written in between the lines between scene to scene. Cause there's like, in, like I said, entire years happening between scenes sometimes. Um, so, I mean, I, it's just, 
it's not really fascinating. I mean, I, I don't really want to get into anything specific about it because I, I just think it's it's kind of one of those movies like the less you know about it. I mean, I knew about what I've said so far going into it that it was just it was a project that was done over many years. Um, I didn't know. I didn't know that the characters were going to be in it for so long. I really thought that they like got this one kid and that was about it. I mm-hmm. thought the other characters were just kind of kind of come and go and not necessarily, you know, like be like pickup shots or something like that. I did not know the the breadth of this the scope of this thing, you know. So right. um but yeah, it's fascinating. I mean, it's just I just I it's to me it's like it's it's essential viewing. Like I I know it's the only the only thing is like it's it's close to 3 hours long, so yes, it's a huge time commitment, but I mean I I watched it over two nights. It's very easy to do because you just pick the end of a scene and some time has passed and you can pick it back up. Um, I, you know, it's not for like, that's just my life. You know, I just didn't have that kind of chunk of time in one sitting to go for. Um, not that I wasn't interested in the movie. I was extremely interested in the movie. I was just, I was like, I need to go to bed now and <laughs> right. I, have, I have work and things I have to do. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's a five-star movie to me. It's, it's fantastic. Um, and like I said, only, I probably would have rated everybody want some higher were it not for like this being the that being the movie that came off of this. Mm-hmm. I know I watched them backwards or whatever, but this movie just dwarfed that one by comparison. Mm. Is all I can say. Mm. So, yeah, I, you know, like I said, I, I I feel like every once in a while somebody comes along and just makes the movie that they probably should never try to outdo, and I think this is his. Like I don't I don't see him ever doing something more impressive than this. You know, it's the, it's his Goodfellas, it's his Apocalypse Now. It's like you know, this is the thing that you will be remembered for. Wow. You'll probably never do better than this. I mean, <laughs> it'd be great if you did, but like you shouldn't try to. Like, if just accomplishing this should be enough. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. you know, this is your starry night. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Speaking of almost three hour movies, oh, uh huh. I watched the second Harry Potter movie, <laughs> Harry yeah. Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Yeah. Yeah. That's the second movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, basically the same crew, everything coming back for this one, but uh, filmmaking's a lot better. It's a little bit darker, a um, lot. Just everyone seems to have settled into their characters better in this one. Mm-hmm. However, basically all of the new characters they introduce are fucking insufferable. Like, I understand Kenneth Branagh is supposed to be insufferable. Like that's the character. Yeah. That doesn't make him not insufferable. Like just because you make someone annoying on purpose doesn't negate their annoyingness. Hmm. Um, but you couple that with moaning Myrtle, which is just like one of those like fucking improv character overdoing things like moaning Myrtle is just, Oh fuck off. <laughs> and then the, three or four times Colin Creevy shows up. It's like, oh, fuck that guy too. <laughs> and then there's Dobby, the fucking Jar Jar of the, uh, of the Harry Potter universe. Man, I had forgotten. Like, I had blocked out of my mind how much I fucking hate Dobby. And watching it again, I was like, motherfucker. I forgot this guy's going to be in like all of them now. Fuck me. <laughs> Why are you watching this? It sounds like you fucking hate everything Harry Potter. No, I don't. Okay. That's the thing. Like, like the new characters they introduce are terrible in this and their performances. Like Kenneth Branagh, you, the performance you get out of him is exactly what it should have been for that character. 
Mm-hmm. I just can't stand that character mm. for obvious reasons, and I'm not supposed to like that character. But what they do right in this one, the, all of the effects throughout the movie are way better. Way, way better. Mm-hmm. Quidditch match is better, even though what happens should have destroyed the structural integrity of that stadium <laughs> and killed everyone in it. <laughs> um, but that's better. Um, all the kids' performances are better in this one. And uh, it's still, it's it's weird in that it's like two hours and 45 minutes long, but it it goes quickly. Like, it does not feel like that long a movie at all in watching it to me. But it's also got the problem of all of the subtle shit that they set up in the book to when you get to the ending, you go, oh, okay, that makes sense, is gone. Mm -hmm. So you just get to the ending, they're like, guess what? It was this. And you're like, what? (laughs) You know, you're like, what do you mean? Like, Like, how did any, and they're like, well, let's explain it to you in a montage of all the stuff that was in the book, but we just kind of skipped over because it happened here and there, and you know we didn't want to do it that way. So I think I think you called it the Scooby Doo ending again. Is they're just kind of like, oh, here's what happened. Yeah. And you're like, wait, what? No, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Whereas, and that's the thing, like comparing these to the books, where it's like there's a lot of just we're checking off, we're checking off stuff that was in the book. Yeah. And they don't even, like some of the things they don't even resolve it, you know, like the when Hermione takes the potion and it goes wrong, just mm-hmm. like the next scene, they're just like, Oh, Hermione's back. Yeah. Where they make it seem like when that scene happens, you're like, Oh shit, she's messed up. I'm like, nah, whatever. Yeah. So there's just, there's a lot of, there's it, but the filmmaking is so much better in this one than it is in the first one. And it doesn't have the childishness that that first one did, which is nice. But man, John Williams score too is utterly phoned in on this one. Like I, I was kind of like, okay, I think that's from one of the star Wars prequels. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that all like this whole section was in the last movie. You know, there's just a lot of just totally recycled stuff that is kind of a bummer. His heart never seemed like it was ever into doing the Harry Potter music ever. Yeah. Like it's like he came up with that one melody and he's just like, all right, what prequel shit did I have? Yeah. Cause I mean, he was making, he was doing uh, episode two and episode three at the same time as these were coming out. So yeah, I think they, there is a bit of that. Yeah, but I don't hate it. It's just like it. it's, again, it feels like such a big missed opportunity with these things. Mm-hmm. And, man, fuck Dobby, too. Just <laughs> fuck that guy. But, totally. But there's a few scenes they nail. Like, they definitely nail when Harry finds the diary. And the diary starts talking, like writing back to him mm-hmm. is just like really, really, really good filmmaking. And then they kind of ruin it by having him actually go into it. But just like the way they set up the diary actually speaking to him is really awesome. So it's like it's there's bits and pieces here and there that are like, yes, this is what this whole movie should have been. And it's just not. Hmm. And it's also a bummer that Richard Harris died and that they had to recast yeah. Dumbledore because he was. He was fucking good. He was. Yeah. And my wife is, she's like, yeah, these are, they're all right. She's like, I'm starting to understand Facebook quizzes, like which house are you in mm-hmm. and all that sort of shit now. Cause yeah, like she had no knowledge of anything. Y- your wife is me when I watched these. Yeah. I had literally no anything. It was yeah. just like, all right, let's see what this is. And it's like, yeah, okay. I get this, you know? Yeah. 
And and that's the thing too is like you like Alan Rickman shows up and you're like just give me more of him. Yeah, like, yes. Like show more Snape. And they just he's barely in it. Yeah. You know, and and all he exists in that movie to do is basically subvert the trope of everyone like, oh, something weird and suspicious happened. We can't trust Harry Potter ever. Mm-hmm. You know, and the entire school's like, oh, it's got to be Harry Potter who's doing everything bad. And it's, you know, he's the, he's the one, only one who's like, it's probably not him. Yeah. You know, so that that part is kind of nice, but. He's just, he's barely in that one too. And it's like, man, Snape's awesome. Bring yes. Rickman back. Yes. And I know he gets more to do in the other ones. He does. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's Alan Rickman and that character is important. Huh. Go figure. Weird. Yeah. So we'll see. See when I, at least the director changes, even though it's Quaran in the next one. And that still seems weird to me to think that, <laughs> you know, he made a Harry Potter movie and then he went and made Children of Men, which is like one of the, one of the, the very best movies of the past 20 years. So, Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure I'll be watching Preserve Azkaban going, show me some long takes. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some long I'm done magic, with hot takes. I long, long magic takes. 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 Yeah. Give me hot, uh, long takes and more Snapes. <laughs> no. Yes. That's our new Harry Potter podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Do we have any correspondences? We do. I think we do. We should correspond. Yeah. I'd like to talk to the people. La gente. What's la gente? The people. Oh. The people. Lion Tay. Lion Man. What? Challenge me! <laughs> you know, is. Roar with Melanie Griffith. Lion. Uh, <laughs> what do we got? Who are we talking to? Who's up? Go ahead, right. caller. Uh, we just got one here. We're gonna do this one this week. Okay. Steve like the bird here. Hey, Steve. <laughs> Steve. Yep. Says nobody does it better. All right. Bamcast. Steve like the bird here with squawking, not suched. Roger Moore passed away a few weeks ago, which is a whole load of suck. But the Broccoli family, or maybe just Sony, I'm not sure really, teamed up with AMC Theaters to show a double feature of Moore Bond, which is a big win. That and the proceeds went to UNICEF, whom Moore was an ambassador for. I considered watching Bond movies for charity, my civic duty, and I will leap at any opportunity. It was a rainy Sunday afternoon, the day after my prom, and while everyone else in my grade was getting drunk at the shore, I was seeing a Roger Moore double feature with my dad. I regret nothing. (laughs) Underline nothing. Nothing. (laughs) The theater wasn't very full. There was probably less than 20 of us. I believe I was the youngest person there. Take a moment to imagine the type of people that would go to a Roger Moore double feature in New Jersey. Whatever you imagined, you are exactly correct. Congratulations. (laughs) They showed the movies in reverse order, which I don't know if that's something that my theater fucked up on or if they just had the thought process of save the fan favorite for last. First was For Your Eyes Only, which for my money is not only Roger Moore's most underrated movie, but probably one of the most underrated Bond movies out there. It has some of the best action set pieces the entire series has to offer. The helicopter stunts are bone chilling on the big screen. And most of the supporting cast is fantastic. I adore Topal in this movie, but I could live without Ice Castles, girl. We all could, Steve. Uh, (laughs) Next was The Spy Who Loved Me. This is one of the Bond movies that kind of has everything you want. I re-listened to your recaps of both these movies, and you guys described this movie as a greatest hits Bond movie. It really has some of the franchise's high points, but it has an insane tonal problem. It's best illustrated by the score. Hamlish loved using some great classical pieces, quickly followed by music I'd expect to be in Cannonball Run, not a Bond movie. If you want some goofy Roger Moore moments and don't want the shit show that is Moonraker, The Spy Who Loved Me has them in spades. I really do love Roger Moore as Bond. 
His age does show at times. It's very obvious he's not doing 98% of his stunts, but he has charm for days. Even the worst of one-liners, he finds some sliver of redemption in. He's not my favorite Bond, but I do think his portrayal doesn't always get the credit it deserves. I also have to mention that the cinematography in both of these films are gorgeous. Apparently, they both went through 4K restorations recently, and it shows. The Egyptian scenes in Spy are breathtaking, and the underwater photography in Eyes is fantastic. I could have easily watched an entire movie of just that, and Thunderball doesn't count. Hmm. If you ever have an opportunity to revisit Bond, pretty much any Bond, on the big screen, take it. My dad and I had a great time. We could all use a little more 007 in our lives. Crash and burn, Steve like the bird out, sent via my Lotus sub. Nice. It's kind of strange to do a Roger Moore Bond thing and not do Love and Not Die. Personally, I mean, mm-hmm. that's my favorite, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I do think Spy, who, who loved me, is kind of like, yeah, the general public's favorite, and I kind of think for all, for your eyes only is too. Like as far as because that one, I it think was, a lot of people like how scaled back it is. Mm-hmm. It was insanely popular. It made a lot of money. Yeah. So, well, and it had a good theme song. It did. That was very popular as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, you want to say, yeah, it's a shame, Roger Moore, that dude also lived a life. Yeah. I mean, he lived a long life and did a lot of charity work and was fucking James Bond for a lot of years. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, that I mean, I know I'm in the minority here in this room of saying he was my favorite James Bond. He's my favorite James Bond. But that dude no. was just awesome. I, I, I really like Roger Moore. Yeah, but like I said, the day he died, I was like, the man found gold in Spice World. Yeah, like he was so good in Spice World, and he and he could easily have just been like, I don't whatever this is, I don't care, mm-hmm. do whatever, you know. But he was actually really great in that movie. Yeah, and and he definitely had the sense of humor you'd want for super dry one-liners because it didn't matter how shitty they were, <laughs> he was. Like he was easily the best out of all of the bonds at delivering the worst ones. Yeah, Connery always looked like he was in pain when he had to say some of those things. Yeah. He was just like, "Man, fuck this." Roger Moore wrapped his arms around whatever dumb line they wanted him to say. <laughs> oh yeah, like, like Roger, and like if you had given out of if you had given Roger Moore the Christmas comes twice a year one, <laughs> he would have fucking nailed it in ways Pierce Brosnan just never could even remotely get close to. Yeah. He loved that shit. I mean, he was anytime he did one of those lines, you could just tell he was just like he probably spent a day in a trailer just saying it over and over again. It's like, mm-hmm. man, how am I going to get this line out there? It's so good. Uh, but don't forget, he also pushed a car off a cliff <laughs> with his foot. Oh yeah, he, he murders that one. Yeah, day. and I know, like he said, you know that he always had fights with the producers. Like he didn't want his bond to be fucking ruthless. But man, that one henchman fucking gets it. That's one of that's one of the darkest Bond moments, like of all of them, mm-hmm. where he's flat out just pushes that car off a cliff. It's like, see ya, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. He, he had moments, man. Yeah, I keep, I keep inching towards redoing a Bond marathon, but I just don't have the time right now to do it. Even after I finish this Harry Potter thing, I. You know, just knowing that that's you know twenty four movies worth. Mm-hmm. I guess twenty five if you count uh, the the Never Say Never Again, which I don't know if I'd wanted. I don't or know twenty six if, if you count the original Casino Royale. Yeah, I don't think I can do those. I, I refused to do the original Casino Royale last time. You've got a guide. You've got your your own guide of you. 
you know, know. What, you can just do your own greatest hits tour and not su- suffer through the ones you didn't like to begin with. No, because that's the thing about them. There's pieces I like in all of them. Well, sure. Even Octopussy has a couple things I like, mm-hmm. despite being a steaming, heaping, garbage, fucking shit sled of a movie. <laughs> shit sled. Whatever, dude. It's terrible. Octopussy's it's good. terrible. Octopussy's Octopussy is good. a fucking abomination. No, whatever. Fabergé eggs, motherfucker. Uh, yeah. <laughs> James Bond dressed like a clown running around a circus, put out a bomb. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. great. It's so good. <clears throat> I know. No. I know. It's not what I, I don't want. Th- we don't think you do, Chuck. <laughs> no, 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 I no, get but it. it. Okay. As we've said before, like, so many people go into the Bond movies looking for different things. Absolutely. And you obviously have very different things you're looking for in those movies than I do. Yes, I do. No. Yeah. But it's, it's also like the... interesting that Octopussy is bad in a completely, utterly different way from Die Another Day being bad. Yes. Like, they are horrible, horrible movies <laughs> in completely, utterly opposite ways. I will say they are completely different movies. <laughs> yeah. And that part's just kind of that. That's what's cool to me about that entire series. Yeah. But man, I it, what's really weird is I've really for some reason I have this itching to watch. You only live twice, even yeah. though I know it's not great. Mm-hmm. But there's something about like just being able to hear that score again and just all the. <laughs> I've seen River. Wasn't that one of my highest so rated ones? I think it is. I, I yeah. I'll, there is some good stuff. I I just can't get over how is that bored. the moon buggy one? No, that's uh, diamonds are forever, okay. which is bad. But um, no, <laughs> it's bad. No, he goes to he, he hangs out in Vegas and it's just, and circus circus. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, hello, cat. Cat wanted to be on the show. Clearly. No, but uh, like the thing about you only live twice is it goes so far over the top, but it still has my favorite thing in any bond movie, which is the cat freaking out on Blofeld's arm when that yeah. bomb goes off on the wall. <laughs> and if you're not paying attention, you don't see it. And Donald Pleasance just keeps going, like never breaks no. anything. And that cat is like murdering his arm. Yeah. Like I wonder <laughs> if they put armor plating underneath his, his sleeves for that scene, because Holy shit, that thing wanted no part of that scene. <laughs> well, I mean, they just, to the cat's defense, yeah. <laughs> they just blew up a wall behind that goddamn cat. Yeah, the one person like who made the gif of that scene, and it just keeps kind of zooming in on the cat as it's freaking the fuck yeah. out. Oh yeah, someone with better editing skills than me could just whip together the perfect Bond movie. Just take all the clips and try to edit them together into some sort of cohesive something, mm-hmm. and make just the best thing ever. But that person's not me. Why not, Chuck? I have time for that. Yeah. <laughs> you know how much flowcharting and ridiculous nonsense that would take? Mm-hmm. I freak out when people make fake trailers for stuff. <laughs> and just think about the logistics of that going, no. Nope. So. Yeah. But anyway, I think that's all we'll do this week. Okay. That's fine. Is it? <laughs> yeah, is it? It, it totally is. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's fine. You know what else is fine? What? This segue. Go to bmfcast.com. Email us, bmf at bmfcast.com. Call us on the Garfield phone, 9105-JOCKS-BMF, 9105569263, and go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash bmfcast. Give us money so we can continue to do this.
Thank you. <laughs> yes, thank you very much. Yeah, we appreciate all the donors we currently have. We do. We hope we are giving you what you pay for. If not, write us angry screeds <laughs> yeah. at bmf at bmfcast.com. <laughs> Subscribe to the Patreon so you can leave a comment on the Patreon. Exactly. <laughs> complaining about the content of Pay the us a dollar and then tell us why you don't think we're worth that dollar. Right. <laughs> That's a complaint. Yep. Let's get out of here, shall we? Let's. All right. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And this is Banffcast Out. See you next time. Bitches. <laughs> <laughs>